0: state And sing about it. I'm like, all right. He's like, Alabama. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, we know. You don't like Tennessee whiskey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's uh, a pretty good. Song. Aren't half his songs about like red states? <laughs> Isn't that just like, oh well, yeah, that's kind of tropic, right? That's where he's, I know.
1: Started touring. It'd be weird if he was like Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> song about Maine probably wouldn't... Oh, Vermont. (laughs) That's what I want to see.
0: I want to see Chris Stapleton singing about Connecticut.
2: (laughs) Stanford is my place.
3: I
0: love Fairfield.
2: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. I got
0: to say, he absolutely killed the, uh, the anthem last night, Val. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah.
4: It was awesome.
0: So good. Um, Made the the whole Eagles
4: team cry.
0: Yeah, he made the coach cry, and the coach is now a meme. Nick Sirianni is going to be a meme (laughs) for having (laughs) cried during that game last night. uh, Well, at the beginning of the game, and there's a little crying afterwards with the uh, referee involvement, although Sirianni was the first person to say, hey, it never comes down to one call. And the uh, the DB who was uh, called for for pass interference said, "Yeah, I grabbed his jersey." All right, I still don't think you make that call. Not in the Super Bowl. I think it has to be super obvious. That being said, Chiefs won. They beat the Eagles. Ugh, you know, barf. Well, was there a scenario where you weren't gonna barf? Yeah, if the Eagles won. Really? Oh, you just hate Mahomes?
4: I'm just so sick of them winning all the time. There's
1: only one, too.
4: Yeah, but they, he's the greatest quarterback. He's, you know, whatever. I'm tired of it.
0: I get that. Like, you just got through the, the um, Tom Brady years. You're not really ready to have another well, he at savior least, of football Patrick
1: designation.
4: Mahomes at least seems likable. <laughs> As a
1: person, he, his, he's the you most unassuming, say? unlikely superstar ever. I mean, you look at the guy; you don't think elite athlete, and yet bad, bad facial hair.
0: Um, he, his dad is much more likable than Tom Brady's dad. I'll say that. His dad, his dad was dad probably last...
1: smoking a Joe Burrow last night. You know, no, he
0: was smoking. <laughs> he was smoking Philly blunts last night. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Those this are awful, video, of by them. the way. Those are the worst blunts maybe ever.
0: Disgusting. But uh, we'll have uh, a-, a clip of that and a whole lot of Super Bowl coverage. Probably very few of you who are normally here are up and listening to us today, as uh, Bonnie alluded to there during traffic. Today's kind of one of those days that
5: Throw people blow down.
0: off. They go to work late if they go to work at all. There's a big push for this to be a national holiday.
1: It just should and be. I don't know what the push is for.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I have a put I, I feel like we we don't need to do that yeah, as a, a country. Yeah, it's a sporting
4: event. It's a it's, game.
0: It's kind, it kind of feels out My Balls-ish. <laughs> kind of feels idiocracy Yeah, but like. that's who we are. But when I stopped, you know, drinking beers midway through the game because i'm like well i gotta get up and work tomorrow and i'm like gotta be great if i was just getting hammered right now boy that'd be a lot of fun
4: people could take a day off that's true i mean do we need to make it a national holiday
1: (laughs) i don't know some of the national holidays you know i mean what what do you do on president's day does anybody actually do anything to celebrate president's day
4: pretend to be a president
0: i ignore you put on uh,
1: a powdered wig and i ignore subpoenas
0: I don't know what you're supposed to do, but today, if you're an Eagles fan, you are. Mm, I do like that the Eagles lost, and I will say I bet on the Eagles, but um, all my other bets more than covered up for that. So I came out a little bit ahead instead of way, 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 way ahead. Did you bet the
1: doink prop because that one hit hard?
0: No, you know what I did bet, though? So right before the doink, I said to my buddy, you know, you can bet a doink. He goes, you're kidding me. The kick, doink. And we were like, ah, you know, screaming like, why didn't we bet it? But I bet an octopus and hit that because Jalen Hurts scored a touchdown Mm -hmm. and then got Got the two-point conversion.
4: Oh, that was an octopus?
0: That's an octopus. You get eight points.
4: There was some business that did a doink thing. Like, you know, Taco Bell gives out if they steal a base in the World Series. Is that what they do? Somebody did a doink thing. Bet and I can't remember who it was.
0: Was it Mattress Mac? No. Free bed frames. It was
4: yeah, no.
0: <laughs> like Chipotle
1: or somebody.
4: Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. remember who it is. I'll have to try to Google.
1: I mean that that uh, that anthem prop went over right way way over. Yep. I mean, you knew so, I like you knew it. A country star is singing the anthem. He's gonna go long.
0: Yeah no he was great he really was I loved was. it
1: I I knew I knew it would be and I was really happy cuz I I mean it was just such a great rendition of it man with the guitar his voice is just unreal
0: Yeah uh really cool and uh pregnant rihanna being like you know suspended on stages in midair I I mean I don't know what you want out of year your- Super Bowl halftime, but seeing a pregnant lady in the middle of the sky <laughs> singing in leather suit.
4: I didn't know she was pregnant until this morning.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, really?
4: I mean, I wondered, but I'm like, you can never assume.
1: No, you can with Rihanna because that's the most clothing she's ever had on in her life. <laughs> exactly. When I mean, she's wearing exactly. a down comforter. She's pregnant. I was wondering if
0: maybe that was a parachute and she was going to jump <laughs> off of the platform.
1: Oh, man.
0: But. But anyways, Val's got a news update for you now. What's going on?
4: Nine minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast.
5: Pretty spectacular looking day today. We'll see plenty of sunshine. Temperatures going to bounce up into the low 50s this afternoon. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11.
4: It's 28 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. The death toll from last week's earthquake in Turkey and Syria has surpassed 34,000. The civil the Syria Civil Defense volunteer organization called White Helmets has ended rescue operations in the rebel-controlled northwest region of the country. An Israeli search and rescue group has left Turkey due to what it's calling a significant security threat, but rescue efforts have also produced some success stories, such as a 10-year-old girl being rescued after 147 hours trapped under rubble. Authorities in the Ohio community where nearly 50 train cars, some carrying hazardous materials, recently derailed... We'll hold a town hall event later this week. Wednesday's meeting in East Palestine near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border promises to allow residents with questions about the handling of the incident the chance to get some answers. The town hall is scheduled to take place in the auditorium of East Palestine High School. Oh, man. Classes are canceled until further notice for students of Elizabeth Forward High School in Allegheny County. Crews from multiple fire departments raced to the school Sunday morning as its auditorium went up in flames. Uh, No injuries were reported, and authorities say they have all but ruled out the possibility of arson, though the cause of the fire remains under investigation. When it comes to versatility, few things in the world have more uses than wd forty. It's a spray lubricant, rust preventive, moisture displacer, and now a cologne. An art collective known as Mischief has created a spray cologne that smells just like WD-40. The (laughs) product, which has no official ties to the WD-40 company, smells just like the real thing, only it's meant to be sprayed on the body and not on squeaky door hinges or (laughs) rusty tools. So if smelling like your garage sounds appealing... You may be able to get a can for 44 bucks, but oh, their website is sold out. Sold out. So you'll have to go to the secondary uh, market to find it.
1: Man, I mean, if you're looking to attract a mechanic, that stuff <laughs> works. Good stuff.
4: A Colorado man is fighting with his homeowners association over their demand that he remove an unusual decoration from his lawn. Sean McGarry says he found a toilet sitting in his yard last October in Windsor near Fort Collins. We found out later his neighbors had placed the toilet there as a joke, and he decided to just run with it. He decorated it for Halloween, for Thanksgiving, and for Christmas, and he was planning to do so for Valentine's Day, but... He got a notice this week. The HOA wants the toilet uh, gone for violating community standards. He's refusing to budge and has set up a GoFundMe account for donations to pay any fines levied against him. But you got to pay your own fines if you're doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's telling his neighbors to go fund themselves right now with that toilet on the yard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't get the prank that his neighbors were pulling on him initially is his Yeah, I don't
4: know either. Is his
1: lawn kind of crappy or is mm-hmm. it
4: Don't know. But yeah,
0: it seems uh, like a very strange... There, there's there's a backstory we're not hearing on this one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> AMC Theaters is now introducing a new ticket pricing initiative based on seat location. The chain is launching Sightline at AMC, where moviegoers can pay more or less for a ticket depending on where they choose to sit. There will be three different seat pricing options, including the traditional ticket called... Standard Sightline, seats in the front row, dubbed Value Sightline, and Preferred Sightline, which are seats right in the middle of the auditorium. It launched on Friday at select AMC locations in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City, but uh, they plan to expand it to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year. What
0: if you're at a movie and those seats don't sell? Is like a sporting event? Can you go to, like, you know... If you're the crappy seats, can you move mm. up to the nice seats?
4: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know if they're going to have a security guard in there checking people.
0: You know, they keep talking about the movie industry's in all this trouble. Nobody's going to movies. And the fact is that in January of this year, the attendance in movies was 33% less than it was the January before the pandemic. Okay. Mm but they also had 33% less movies in theaters. Like mm-hmm. it was commensurate with the lack of production or at least availability well, uh, in theaters. Cause everybody just goes right to streaming.
4: Yeah. And what's the quality of the movies? I mean, right. Avatar it, didn't have trouble making money.
1: That's true. Right. Right. And the other thing too, is that if you give people the opportunity to just buy it for 20, dollars dollars to to watch at home that's so much cheaper than going to the movies the movies is so expensive now and so people aren't risking it for something that isn't big screen worthy like a marvel movie or like that avatar movie it's like why would i go to a theater spend 150 dollars to take me and the family to go see like an art house movie that's super sad i don't know i mean why not just pay 20 bucks and watch it in the living room
0: well, yeah, It well, now, my point is basically aligned with that is that the tiered seating is only going to make it worse. So the people who are destroying the movie industry are, are not the movie going public. It's the industry mm-hmm. like people still want to go to movies. They're not making it easy or they're rather making it easier not to go to movies by offering streaming at a price that's that's close to what it is to go to see them. In a theater, to your point, they save it up for the ones that they think you have to see on the big screen. And then the tiered seating, who mm-hmm. would go see that art house film if they have to pay $20 to not crane their neck.
3: Right. <laughs>
4: well, speaking of movies and how some of them are just not good enough to draw people, the third in a series of films starring Channing Tatum as a male stripper is the week's top movie in North America However, Magic Mike's Last Dance earned just over $8 million, which is nothing.
0: Not a blockbuster. Uh,
1: But if you count it in ones and scatter it on the floor, (laughs) it's a ton.
4: A pair of James Cameron blockbusters, though, finished second and third this week. Avatar Way of Water took in nearly seven domestically, while the silver anniversary re-release of Titanic made $6 million. So a 25-year-old movie made oh, almost man. as much as Magic Mike's Last Dance. Rounding out the top five are 80 for Brady, followed by Knock at the Cabin. Now, 80 for Brady looks like a movie that should have gone to Netflix. Yeah.
1: I mean, what, what are we doing here? That's- that movie... You know that Ben
0: Affleck and Matt Damon were really mad they couldn't figure out how to make their own 80 for Brady. So they're like, let's just do that Jordan thing.
3: <laughs>
4: Which, am I? They the only
0: would one that... love to do an 80 for Brady.
4: That movie looks so boring. Oh, yeah. Which one? Air. Yeah. Uh, to me, it does.
0: So here's the thing dudes are so dumb. They're like, Jordan. Yeah. But to your point, it is about sneakers. You know, I mean, I know it's <laughs> like... not about sneakers, but. It's also about
3: sneakers.
0: (laughs) So I don't know how exciting they'll end up being, but I think there's a little more, you know, interpersonal dynamic of Sonny Vaccaro, who is a Westmoreland County guy, I believe, who was the one that made that all happen. That's who Matt Damon plays.
4: The estate of Michael Jackson is negotiating the sale of half his music catalog. The asking price is in the range of $900 million. Sony Music wants 50%... (laughs) (laughs) The revenue from Jackson's publishing and music royalties. (laughs) They would also take a portion of the money from the Michael Jackson musical on Broadway, as well as the upcoming biopic starring his nephew, Jafar. Uh, And don't expect to see Ozzy Osbourne in a tutu, but a Black Sabbath ballet is in the works in England. The Birmingham Royal Ballet has announced a series of performances to the music of Black Sabbath in the fall. Music for Black Sabbath, the ballet, will be arranged for the ballet's orchestra. (laughs) Royal Ballet Sinfonia, the ballet, opens September 23rd with five dates at the Birmingham Hippodrome. And additional dates are expected to be announced in other locations. Songs to be included are Iron Man and Paranoid. (laughs) You tired this morning, Randy. Mm -hmm.
0: Sorry, did I come through the mic? (laughs) I'm so sorry.
4: (laughs) A few times. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm having like major like eye waterage going on here. I'm like,
4: you need a little more caffeine this morning. Um, I, yeah, I need any. Sun- <laughs> sunny low fifties for the high today. It's twenty nine at DVE.
0: Um, the DiGiorno Doink is what? Yes, the the special was. Mm-hmm. So you had to register in advance and you get a free
1: pizza. Was that Doink delivery? No, it was DiGiorno. <laughs> and I just
0: I made ordered nine grand. I ordered wings yesterday. Nice. What okay. flavor? I got. I I'm a. I like regular. I'm a Just mild. Original. Mild, okay. Mild or medium. Yeah. Um. I I ordered it at four o'clock. What time do you think I got them?
1: I was getting 7. 7,
0: 6. Like eight
4: <gasps> fifteen. Wow.
0: Whoa.
1: I'm all right with it.
0: They came. I wasn't that mad. I mean, you know day I mean?
1: of. You're lucky you got some. Yeah.
0: Totally. And because I wasn't even expecting them, I'm like, yeah, I'm taking a shot here. And they were hot. So they put me in the queue. As soon as they were done, they had someone send them out. They weren't sitting there for two hours.
4: Did they tell you this is going to be a really, really long time?
0: No, it actually said 45 minutes.
4: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and it was what? Four Four hours. (laughs)
0: hours. But I like I knew that, you know what I mean? When I ordered, I'm like, it's not going to be 45 minutes.
4: I wonder if that's just a standard delivery time response. I mean,
1: on the
0: day like, of the yeah, Super Bowl, they're minutes.
4: probably
1: so swamped. Yeah, it's it's like the pizza shop. You give me 20 minutes, and then it's hours later. Tim Benz will join us coming up
0: 745. Uh, we're going to talk about that game last night. You know, he makes some good points about the fact that, like, everyone wants to blame the refs, but, you know, the Chiefs kind of got robbed out of a couple of them also. I mean, I think that second return for a touchdown was actually a touchdown that they said it wasn't a catch. Oh, yeah. When he I blew think up that the was. receiver. Yep. I think that was. Uh, also, they called uh, that long third down conversion a catch. And I don't think that was a, con- uh, a catch to so the tight end. We bobbled catch, it. Yeah. Yep. So they got a couple gifts from the refs, too. It kind of goes both ways. Uh, So we'll talk with him about that. We'll talk with Pursuit, of course, coming up at the bottom of the hour. I promise I'll stop yawning. I'll go get some coffee. (laughs) Sounds TV.
5: This report is sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone. It's going to be a decent
0: day. Partly cloudy skies, a high of 50. Just a few clouds tonight, dropping down to an overnight low of 30.
5: What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries. Your sports right now. And Mike,
0: Carl Cheffer's crew was one of the most prolific flag-throwing teams in the NFL refereeing uh, uh, ranks this year. Not so much yesterday. Until it really mattered.
6: Yeah, and I, I think that was an all-star crew. So it wasn't, oh, so, it wasn't okay. his guys. Uh, but to your point, they were during the regular season. Uh, the officiating crew... Whatever its composition didn't decide Super Bowl 57, but boy, did they impact it. Sports This Hour brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. Uh, Third and eight. We'll be talking about this for a long, long time. From the Eagles 15-yard line, a minute 54 to play. Patrick Mahomes throws incomplete to Juju Smith-Schuster. And Eagles cornerback James Bradbury called for defensive holding. Chiefs get a new set of downs. They are able to basically run out the clock. And kick uh, what used to be the old extra point length uh, type of field goal and win it, thirty-eight to thirty-five. This from uh, Pro Football Talk, presumably from the pool report after the game. Uh, referee Carl Cheffers explaining the call: "Quote, the receiver went to the inside and he was attempting to release to the outside. The defender grabbed a jersey with his right hand and restricted him from releasing to the outside. So therefore, we called defensive holding. It was a clear." Case of a jersey grab that caused restriction. There was just there was no debate. Just making sure what he had, and once he told us what he had, we went about our business. I assume he's talking about the field judge, John Jenkins. I think that would be his call. Bradbury, for his part, said, "Quote: It was holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. So by letter of the law, hold right." Um, I revert back to what our uh, colleague Gene Steratore has told us many times uh, during his zebra talk sessions on Tuesdays here on the morning show. The good officiating crews, as Steratore has often put it, should be looking for whales, not minnows. And my theory was there a grab? Yes. Was there restriction? I didn't see it. It impede his his, his progress. I at all. didn't see it dramatically affect the play. And this just in, that was the first holding penalty called all game long. They played an entire Super Bowl and got down inside the two-minute warning, and nobody had been called for holding. Are you telling me if you applied the same standard that you applied all day, all of a sudden there was a a hold? That was the only one?
0: Pretty ridiculous. I do agree. I think there were obvious, uh, there were a lot of calls. Look, the Eagles got away with a lot of holds. Um as did the Chiefs in that regard because they were letting them play. And I thought, okay, well, good. If they're letting them play, let them play. I'm all right with that. And then a couple of the catches that were called catches, I was like, "Eh, I'm not sure those are catches, but you know what? Yeah, they should be catches. I'm okay with that. You know, by the letter of law, probably wasn't a catch. But as far as I'm concerned, in the speed of the game, that's a catch. And then they got super technical with the game-deciding play. It was frustrating. It's not to say, as Bill, you pointed out, the Eagles should have even allowed that situation to arise. Chiefs did beat him. But to have the refs have a hand in the decision of the Super Bowl was, as many people have said, the perfect end to this year.
6: Yeah. And after mm-hmm. after kind of hand-delivering the Chiefs or helping them in the AFC Championship game, with the, the non-hold, what was the hold call when Mahomes got outside the pocket on the play where he eventually got hit out of bounds... Right, which set up the game-winning field goal in the AFC Championship game. And where was the block in the back penalty on the punt return in that game, which put them in position to kick a a game-winning field goal at the end, Help put them in position. I don't know. I just think what we got robbed of was a chance to see if Jalen Hurst could have driven his team against the Chiefs in the clock for either the tying field goal or the game-winning touchdown. Now, again, they're not supposed to legislate an exciting ending, but I just think you don't make that call at that time in that game, based on the way you have refereed it through its entirety to that point.
0: I think most everyone agrees with you. Yeah. And for no other reason, I agree the with Super you. Bowl was so exciting and it was so fun to watch, and what a great second half that was. And to have that penalty called, I think it took the whole country a couple minutes to figure out. Oh, it's
6: over. Yeah. The catch no catch thing is, is another argument. Um. I, I don't know. I've been watching this stuff my entire life. Uh, I've been covering it professionally since the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. and uh, It's changed ac- a lot since then. I have access to a lot of information, and I don't know what's a catch and what isn't. I, the Devonta Smith one at the end of the first half, he's running. He catches the ball. He continues to run. He runs out of bounds, falls down. The ball moves a little bit. That's not a catch? But the uh, tight- I couldn't
0: believe they got screwed out of that but one.
6: But the tight end one was a catch?
0: Yeah, the tight end I- one should have never been a catch.
6: Are they making it up as they go along? Are they just guessing? When does New York chime in from afar? When does it not?
0: It is it is it is maddening. I will grant you that. It is completely maddening. Um, uh, the Eagles also might have gotten away with the second defensive touchdown by the Chiefs because I thought that was a catch. The second one they overturned. He caught it, put two feet down, looked to the right, and got blown up.
6: Yeah, I think he's got to take a step. He ain't two feet down. Well, he came down, but he didn't... He started to look, but I I didn't think he turned and and made a quote-unquote football move. But I don't know if that's the standard anymore because I've heard this explained so many different ways. Yeah. That reminded
1: me of the Deontay Johnson fumble-no-fumble, catch-no-catch situation that he got lucky with a couple times this past season.
6: Of course, the Eagles have uh, plenty to beat themselves up about. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's start with they got zero sacks, and that was their M.O. coming in. They were, uh, you know, treading where only the 85 and the 84 Bears had tread in terms of uh, sacks in a season, including playoffs. And the the fumble return for a touchdown by Kansas City was preceded by a false start by guard Isaac Ciamalo on third and one. And then it became third and six, and then they fumbled it and gave the Chiefs a defensive score. Um can't do that. And the uh, 65-yard punt return that set up a five-yard touchdown drive. Kansas City offense is good enough at getting points on its own. You can't give them two freebies. So that's where nope. Philly, that's where Philly lost the game. But the ending, to me, was just a profound letdown. And, yeah, I bet on Philly. Everybody knows that. But uh, it's not how I want to see that game end. If they've been calling holding all day, you live with it. They had not. And why they chose to do it there, I guess only uh, the referees know for sure. Uh, it can be
0: true that th- that call doesn't necessarily, you know, uh, throw the Super Bowl if the Eagles don't let it get to that point. But also, it shouldn't have decided the game. Yeah. Both of those things can be true.
6: And there's no guarantee that they're able to do anything with the ball when they get it back. But I would right. that's I would've would've like to have found out.
0: You know, I would like the other thing that. I'll say is if the NFL can't field uh, a, a a stadium with turf that doesn't come up during the biggest game of the year. Oh, that, man. the field conditions were such. Cra- what an embarrassment! Roger Goodell's league is, and I know he's just a mouthpiece for the owner. He's owners. He's just a troll at this point, too. I mean. He's saying, oh, I mean, the speech he gave at the end where he said that really summed up the entire year. I think it embodied everything about this year when the game was decided by the refs at the end of the game. I I, I cannot believe he went out there and actually said that. But what an embarrassment for a billion-dollar league that wants to go worldwide in the championship game. The field was a big factor.
6: Uh, It's a great point. It was embarrassing, as you said, and it affected both teams, of course, but... What's the point of taking this thing to a warm weather site if you want ideal weather conditions and, you know, optimum mm-hmm. playing of the game conditions if the guys can't run around and cut and do football things on the field? And yet when they bring out the numbers
1: this morning, they will break every record yeah. for viewing and no one's going to stop watching. It's too big to fail. There's no consequence for anything.
6: I'm certainly not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, no, but- I'll smart about this for a little while and then I'll uh, start Looking ahead to next year, probably before today's over.
0: Well, I'll tell you, if I didn't hit that octopus, I'd be a whole lot more pissed off this morning. But that at least washed me out of everything. I still cannot believe that the NFL doesn't have guidelines for what's acceptable and non-acceptable field conditions. Like, if you're hosting the Super Bowl, you know well in advance. You can't try a new turf. And that's what they did. Yeah. Well, I mean, they put a new design. turf down this year. They're like, oh, let's try this yeah. grass. That's their, really? No. They
6: ran that nah, show. Nah. That, uh, that's all on the league. Patrick Mahomes, the uh, MVP. He gets the uh, Pete Rozelle trophy. Mahomes uh, finished 21-27 to 27 for 182 yards. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. He also carried six times for 44 yards. 182 oh. yards. Are you saying that that's unremarkable? Yes. Jalen, Hurt, Jalen Hurts, uh, 15 carries for 70 yards and three rushing touchdowns. He also uh, ran in a two-point conversion, completed 27 to 38 passes for 304 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. But he made uh, the critical mistake when he fumbled the ball and kicked it. And uh, that gave the Chiefs seven points that really – I thought early on I thought Philly had him right where they wanted them and it was Mm -hmm. playing out the way I thought it would and if Philly could have got a two score lead early uh, I think that would have been two touchdown lead early I think that might have been the ball game now the Chiefs did rally in the second half from 10 down but uh, that that fumble return for a touchdown I don't know what the exact number is Rand on uh, teams that get a defensive score in a game but they usually win when yeah. that, when that happens that team usually wins. And when that happened yesterday, boy, I had a sick feeling in my stomach the rest the rest mm-hmm. of the game.
0: I know you texted me right away and I was like,
6: "Ah, uh, cuz at that point the Chiefs weren't stopping
0: the Eagles. The Eagles no. just burped it up there. And then the Eagles got
1: the ball back and went right down the field and scored. On a bomb, right? That was the AJ Brown touchdown?
6: Or no, that was bu- that preceded that. Yes. Yeah. Kansas City becomes the uh, 10th team to win at least three Super Bowls. See you next year. (laughs) Pens are uh, still in possession of that second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference this morning. 61 points. That's one ahead of the Islanders. Pens uh, with four games in hand on New York. Uh, Pens are also just one point behind the Capitals for the first wild card spot after Washington's 4-1 home loss to San Jose yesterday. Uh Pens have three games in hand on the Caps. They split a couple of games in Southern California, beating Anaheim 6-3 on Friday and losing 6-0 to the Kings on Saturday. Uh, they get the Sharks in San Jose on Tuesday night. Val's got your news coming up top of the hour. What do you got, Val?
4: Today is Galentine's Day, so we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, also talk about some of the pregame performances last night.
0: Review of the commercials and all things Super Bowl. More coming up, TV.
4: Kiss
0: and shout it out loud. Back off Boogaloo. Yellows, don't bring me gone. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Hey, if you missed Val's cooking segment with Bill on Friday, I believe it's still up on the DVE Facebook page, Mm -hmm. and I had a few people send me pictures of their pizza rolls. The pizza rolls were the big hit. Huge million dollar dip, I don't know if that caught on as much as the pizza rolls, because I think... That Sean Collier and Mike Persuda's reviews of how good the pizza rolls were pushed them over the top, and people were making them and they look good. And then Bill, I saw your TikTok video; it was awesome.
1: Oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, people love that recipe. I think because number one, kids love pizza and love pepperoni rolls, and it's, it's easier to make, and yeah. it's and it's kind of fun to Quick. see how it all happens. And yeah, me and the girls, and look, I mean. I think you did a study a couple of weeks ago where there was or talked about a study where in a certain amount of years, like when your child is 11 or 12, they're going to outpace you from a technology yes, standpoint. Yeah, It's already happened. I mean, Emma <laughs> recorded all that and edited it. And she did the editing? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, was it, awesome. it was really incredible. And everybody, all the kids at the uh, the Super Bowl party that we went to loved it. So thank you, Val. I thank
0: love, you, Bill. I love that you do that with your kids um, because I think it's a great way to like get involved with your kids. Yeah. Use social media so you're yep. not like keeping them in the dark, but it also allows you to go, okay, well, look, we got you know we got to put the reins on here because you can justify it by saying, look, we we do TikTok stuff and I do it with you. You understand their world a little bit better, but you know by doing that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents are probably reluctant to, to jump into the game like that. Cause not everybody wants to have their own TV show, which is basically what we all have now. Yep. Uh, but I, I love when you do those with, uh, with your kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be in the background dancing with them, especially, you know, like I'm not thugging or horny. So, you know, that, that's not going to happen. And so I'm trying to find ways to connect with them on their level. And yeah. that's that's been a good one. And, and we're all kind of learning how to cook together.
0: People love the pizza rolls. so uh,
4: I got f- to ask Mike. He was going to make him, uh Philly cheesesteak rolls. I, I have to ask him when he comes back in.
0: Oh, I guarantee he was too hammered to do anything. <laughs> I think he loved the idea. and <laughs> He was hoping his wife would hear it.
4: It's probably a good hammered dish to make because it's, oh, yeah. it's so easy. To have there? Of
1: course.
0: By the way, you should repost that TikTok so people can see how easy it is to make those things, and then how good they look when they come out on the other side.
1: Yeah, they're badass. And you know what's great about that is that a bunch of people sent me videos of their pizza rolls. So they're they're just they're really easy to make. That's awesome. And and hard to screw up. And even if they don't look uh, gourmet, it doesn't matter. Kids love it, and And they're you know
4: it's almost like an appetizer. Not like a big, right. huge piece of pizza. It's just a few bites. Just a couple bites.
0: All right. I didn't know if Mike was jumping on the microphone there. I didn't. I, I got confused about what I saw. in, the, <laughs> I in the, Didn't it look like he was going to
4: there, Val? Yeah, it's just uh, Mike's forearm. Yeah. <laughs> the zoom
0: shot. I, I thought he was going to be like, I made them, and they made my grandfather's uh, <laughs> <the> penis. <laughs> <on, the> Correct.
3: <record. laughs>
0: Which is an actual thing Mike has said before (laughs) to describe how good food is. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) our How It Started, How It's Going competition on dv.com. You can go and scroll through the end of February 16th right now uh, and vote on your favorite finalists. We have 10 finalists on there for How It Started, How It's Going. And there's some great ones. Uh, And we were just trying to establish, you know, hey, if you've still survived, uh, you know, through the years, with your relationship, show us how it started, how it's going, et cetera. Oh, there's some there's, awesome
4: ones. they really, really are. Really,
0: really good ones. Yeah, some good Pittsburgh stuff in there. Go check it out at dve.com. We'll announce the winners, the top vote getter, on Friday, February 17th. So yesterday, the Super Bowl, of course, quite a big deal. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, this was the first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. Both are from Texas. In 1988, Doug Williams became the first black quarterback to start a Super Bowl. He led the then Redskins to a 42-10 to 10 win over Denver. He was named the MVP of that. He still works in the Washington Commanders organization. But when talking about it after the game, they brought back Chris Berman for the Super Bowl. And uh, hey. a lot of people are saying that this was super cringy, this moment right here.
5: Also, of course, two
0: African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly,
1: February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights and catching missed it. Oh, boy. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: And they couldn't have done it without, without good man, old man, honesty. Man, <laughs> without him freeing the slaves uh, 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 uh. Well,
0: look, I will say this. It could have been worse. It wasn't like he was like, this is the uh, first Super Bowl with two black, 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 black,
3: black, 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 <laughs> black
0: <laughs> quarterbacks.
1: Oh, boy. You don't have to try to make a witty connection there. You could just say, what a historical night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. He could have used other names that would have been even worse than you know. It wasn't like, and today, of course, is Marvin Gaye's birthday.
2: Like, what? Yeah, well, what, what, is what does he have to do with this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting, of course, because you know, he's also Yeah, <laughs> back. yeah. Uh,
0: so sometimes it's just better to not try to be, you know, thoughtful there. And I think he genuinely was trying to say something poignant. It just kind of fizzled out. Terry Bradshaw also being criticized for stuff that he said we'll get to that a little bit later on this morning. I still think it's remarkable. I was watching the pregame and there's Terry Bradshaw interviewing Jalen Hurts and he said first of all Terry is so he's just so funny to me and it is completely amazing that he is still in the limelight. That Terry Bradshaw is at the Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl in 1975. That's <laughs> how long he's been around. And this guy is still on television for one of the most watched events in the world. Mm. The Super Bowl. Terry Bradshaw is front and center. Now, he's always you know, been kind of a character. He was hilarious talking to Jalen Hurts, though. He's like, and I went down to... Alabama! Like, he said Alabama so hard, you know, he kicked his <laughs> uh, Louisiana roots. Him. <laughs> but um, he started talking to me, he goes, you know, when I was in the Super Bowl and Jalen Hurts goes, when was that? 2003? Like, kind of kidding him. You think about it. I mean... That's a long time it 50- ago. It was 48 years ago he was in the Super Bowl. Even the joke would have actually been a long time ago.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, like, I saw this, this special on the Kelsey brothers And the reason that uh, Travis Kelsey has the number 87 is because that was the year his brother was born, who's also in the Super Bowl. Like, these guys are born in the late 80s, 90s, (laughs) you know, and they're playing in the Super Bowl.
0: Did you see the uh, interaction between the Kelsey brothers after the game?
4: I waited for it a little bit, and then I was just like, eh, I don't care.
0: They said uh, that... what's the Eagles, Kelsey?
4: Jason. Jason. Yeah.
0: Jason said to Travis, F you. I love you. Go celebrate. That's kind of what we figured. I wonder if they agreed upon it. Like, the loser has to say this. All the cameras are going to be on us.
1: I wish they would have let the Kelsey mom flip the coin at the beginning of the game. I thought that would have been cool. Did you not see enough for her? I mean, I just, you know, it would have been nice. I would have rather have seen her in that capacity. Than, I mean, they were going to show her a bunch in the game, to your point. Why not have her do a, the coin flip?
0: They should have let Babyface do it. I mean, <laughs> he was already out there.
1: Why was Babyface out? Why was he there?
0: <laughs> look, Babyface looks good, but he kind of has to.
1: He <laughs> can't look old with a baby. Babyface. He, he, he
0: can't be Babyface and look like Ray Charles. Like, you really have to... You got to live can't, it. You
4: got to be Leatherface. They're not going to call you Leatherface when you get old.
0: <laughs> Wrinkle face. But, but baby faces. So, I mean, that would have been the only other thing that Berman could have said that would have been really uncomfortable. Two black quarterbacks today and also baby faces. Here.
3: <laughs> huh? <laughs> Pretty
0: nice day. Um <laughs> uh, Val's got your news when we come back. What are you talking about?
4: Today's Galentine's Day. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about some of the pregame performances last night.
0: Tim Benz will uh, call in and give us his take on the officiating. It was not without controversy, but the Kansas City Chiefs, who some think shouldn't have even been in the Super Bowl because the refs gave them the AFC championship, they go on and win. Patrick Mahomes gets his second He joins Ben Roethlisberger and a handful of other quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls. Does it stop here, or has the dynasty begun already? Pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Michael have a full report at the bottom of the hour as well. DB. These days, there's a good chance you
2: are your own boss. So knock off work when you want and hang with DVE's Chat Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances. This is
0: WDVE Pittsburgh. Pregnant Rihanna being, like, you know, suspended on stages in midair. I don't know what you want out of your Super Bowl halftime, but seeing a pregnant lady in the middle of the sky <laughs>
1: singing in leather suit.
4: I didn't know she was pregnant until
1: this morning. Oh, Oh, really?
4: I mean, I wondered, but I'm like, you can never assume.
1: No, you can with Rihanna because that's the most clothing she's ever had on in her life. (laughs) Exactly. She's wearing a down comforter. She's pregnant. I was wondering if maybe that was a parachute and she was going to (laughs) jump off of the
2: platform. (laughs) Oh, man. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
0: So the Eagles come up short yesterday. A lot of people think they got jobbed. By the refs, Tim Benz will speak to that coming up a little bit later on this morning. The Rihanna's uh, halftime show. You know, I, I I think that there are a lot of people like if you don't like hip hop, R and B, pop music, modern, you know, tunes, that's never going to be your thing. It is remarkable how many of those songs I was like, oh, I know this,
1: oh, I know that, oh yeah, she's got a catalog, oh, man. She's got she's got hits, and. I, to my
0: earlier point, I don't know what you want to be. And they had a drone fly through stages that were suspended in mid-air of a stadium at halftime of the Super Bowl while there were dancers choreographed on those suspended stages and go right to the, to the star in a close. It was awesome. That was a killer production, even if it was like a little subdued because she's like clearly 5 months pregnant or whatever the heck she <laughs> yeah. is. And that also brings up the speculation of if you paid Rihanna all that money for the Super Bowl and then you find out she's pregnant. Are you like, "Oh."
3: Yeah, because- I
1: mean, I'm sure a part of them was like, "Oh, good. All right, there's going to be a pickle and peanut butter solo in the middle of this."
4: <laughs> she you- was
1: sitting down at one point of it. <laughs> she was sitting
4: do most pregnant women twerk and grab their crotches as much as she did? I mean... No, but she's Rihanna, you know? It did not seem like, I mean, a, at times, a real family-friendly, uh, despite the fact that she is part of a family. Well, they
1: say you should keep doing whatever it is your routine. Like, if you're a runner, <laughs> you should keep running. If you're, you know, a gym rat, you should keep going to the gym.
4: Like, does she have to pee? Why is she grabbing so much? She did. (laughs) I mean,
1: the baby's sitting right on your bladder,
4: (laughs) jumping up and down.
0: Dude, that baby was having a party. That baby was in the in a club. That was like her uterus was like you know, live down in Miami.
1: (laughs) No, no baby has the backstory of this baby now. Like it performed
4: at the Super Bowl
1: yeah my mom was just like walking around Regent Square like going to foodland <laughs> there were no events.
0: I like how people were afraid to ask if she was pregnant. I was searching it on Twitter I'm like she's pregnant right and then I was like Rihanna pregnant and it like was not coming there was a few people going is Rihanna I don't even want to ask it like, you yeah. can't even you can't even ask because nope. it's Never not a question you can ask but I think it's pretty safe to say uh As Bill pointed out earlier, the most clothes she's ever worn (laughs) and she had a, a baby bump. Like, yeah, that was probably a foregone conclusion and good for her. I think it's awesome. I also wonder the production cost. So when they say, let's say she gets $10 million for the Super Bowl or whatever she got paid, does she have to pay for the does she get a check for $10 million? Or does she have to pay for the production that goes along? Does $10 million encompass Ooh. all of it? It's
1: a great a question, question. Yeah. because we were watching it last night and I said, how much do you think this production cost? I mean, this had to cost at least two, three mil. It
4: Easily. It, easily. Yeah
1: the
0: safety concerns that must have gone into place there just to try and make sure that nobody fell off one of those things or that it didn't fall and crush somebody at one point right. when she was sitting down i think she was like eating an energy bar i'm not even sure what happened <laughs> there but like it, she was like below one of the stages and i was like man what if that thing just snapped
4: yeah i thought a that same of, thing
0: bunch of dancers dead those dancers did all the work i mean someone said that rihanna was quiet quitting during the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't that bad
4: at one point i was like somebody should have given her a red bull beforehand and then afterwards (laughs) it's like oh she's pregnant
0: jared Fried said she moves around as much as i do when i dance (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know it was something to look at the only thing if i have a complaint about the halftime show is my god is it long
4: yeah.
1: With no it's, guests, too. But I mean, her, like, some people yeah, yeah. were like, because a couple of the songs had Jay Z in them, a couple of the songs had Kanye in them. And everybody at my uh, Super Bowl party were like, Kanye's going to come out. I said, dude, come on. There's no way Kanye's here.
0: A lot of people thought Kanye was coming out. That was the big speculation. I mean, it would have been controversial. She probably is like he's an idiot. I don't want to hang out with Kanye. That's like, would you want to go hang out with Antonio Brown right now? You know, it's the same no. thing.
1: And like, they're probably hanging out together. I mean, they were at the same <laughs> Super Bowl party, no doubt.
0: They probably thought they were putting on a Super Bowl halftime show. All right, you ready?
1: I mean, it would have been cool if it would have timed up where Rihanna had the baby at the end of the performance.
0: <laughs> now that would have been harder to beat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> If at the end she's like bitch better have my money and then just popped out the the baby and the baby came out the water
1: cash. Yeah, yeah. And the uh the guest uh MC or the guest band was live and they just said the placenta falls to the
3: floor. <laughs> to the floor.
0: <laughs> Val somebody tweeted at me and said she had Nuno Bentoncourt in her band and didn't even feature him. I'm like oh, i didn't, extreme. I didn't even notice that. How I, how would you notice it? I didn't think there was a band. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was there
4: was just a, band. a DJ. No, there there was a band at one point. Oh, was there? Yeah, because I remember seeing a guy, a bass player behind her, like singing along to the words.
0: I don't know. I mean, I went to the bathroom and came back, and it was still going on. That was the <laughs> longest halftime show. I
1: mean, yeah. speaking was- of the bathroom, all the dancers looked like they were wrapped in charmin. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if that was intentional or not.
0: so the eagles uh some people think got jobbed but uh patrick mahomes and the chiefs they get another one last night uh michael have more to say about that he's incensed he is very angry Mm -hmm. this morning i get it you know i I don't think i
1: hated that call just because i knew that that's what we'd be talking about this morning and that was such a great super bowl and it had to come down to that, like to a terrible ending. We were robbed of the
0: last two minutes, 58 minutes of great uh, uh entertaining football. And then the last two minutes of are we really just watching them just eat the clock here? And then they're going to kick a field goal. And that's it. Just a very anticlimactic. end because of that call mm-hmm. more on that coming up, Val's got your news right now. What's up, Valerie?
4: It's 11 minutes after 7 at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast.
5: Pretty spectacular looking day today. We'll see plenty of sunshine. Temperatures going to bounce up into the low 50s this afternoon. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's
4: 29 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Keystone Basement Systems, highest rated, most trusted Keystone Basement dot com. McKeesport residents and others have begun paying their respects to a fallen officer who died last week in the line of duty. Visitation began yesterday and will continue today for Officer Sean Slugansky. Slugansky was killed when he and another officer were shot while responding to reports of a possibly armed and mentally unstable man last Monday on Grandview Avenue. The suspect is in custody on charges including homicide and aggravated assault. Sligansky's funeral is scheduled for tomorrow, and McKeesport firefighters are launching an effort to raise money to support the family of Officer Sligansky. Firefighter Matthew Holtzman has created a t-shirt design to honor the patrolman's life and his service to the community. The department is planning to start sales of the t-shirts today, and proceeds will go to Officer Sligansky's fiance say, and baby daughter. The Defense Department has shot down another unidentified object flying over Michigan on Sunday. An F-16 shot down the object around 20,000 feet over Lake Huron after it was tracked flying over the Upper Peninsula. The object had first been detected over Montana Saturday night and was the fourth shot down by the U.S. this month. The first was off the south coast uh, of South Carolina, the second being shot down over the Arctic Ocean off the Alaska coast. The third shot down over Yukon, Canada, near Alaska, at the request of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I
0: had heard, and this didn't really make sense to me, that NORAD has uh, like recalibrated their filter for what shows up on radar. Hmm. Shouldn't and so everything we are... other
4: than a bird
0: right and that was the problem is because so many things would trigger you know you know uh, a warning that were inconsequential but since they have done that they have like exponentially more ufo sightings that not ufo like martians but you know unidentified objects you know flying around so it's possible that they're just detecting more things that were already there. Like, you know, the NFL, all those concussions this year, it's because they broadened the definition of what a concussion actually was in the NFL. So, they, you know, you had more of them. Um That doesn't make sense to me because why in the scheme of national security would you have ever had any allowance, like, limits on what set off the warning? Yeah. Right. You think anything cruising around that would be weird, they might be like, well, we better take a look at that.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, I was talking to Val last week about this, and I just said what, like, doesn't spying with a balloon seem like the laziest kind of spying? Like, I thought the Chinese were supposed to be way ahead of us as far as their technology.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like Bullwinkle was spying on us. Like, (laughs) not really very advanced.
1: It's so dumb, they won't even expect
0: it. Well, that's what someone is saying right now in their car. Morons. That's actually the most advanced way. For spy technology to be utilized. They
1: also use kites. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you would think there'd be like some super high speed drone flying through or something like that.
4: Maybe that's when they're maybe like, that's it. Maybe it draws more attention.
0: They put a you know, a balloon and a trail cam up there and they're like, Well, let's see what happens.
1: Are they just are they just having fun now? Like they're doing it with TikTok, they're doing it with the spy balloons, they're just toying with us.
0: I don't know. A buddy of mine came back from China and we were joking with him. We always call him a spy. He lives in China and he was back in Pittsburgh this weekend. And we're like, ah, CIA, uh, had you come over here? You got balloon duty or what's going on right now? (laughs) Like, oh man, it's brutal over there. They have a totally different COVID situation than we have here. You know, the COVID situation in China, not easy. You have to, you got to have a positive or negative rather PCR test to get into our country now coming from China. Because they never got to Western Vaxes over there and oh, they've wow. been on like lockdown forever. Yeah, I know. And then I guess them. they loosened it at one point and then it spread like crazy again and they locked everyone down again. And it used to be when you went back into the country, into China, they made you go to like a government hotel for a week. Or you had to like lock yourself with a ankle bracelet in your own place.
4: Wasn't that where they like yanked some guy out of his apartment
5: mm-hmm.
4: over COVID? Like these guys in hazmat suits just came. It's like a movie. They came into his apartment and just yanked him out.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Things keep happening that are are very concerning and seem like they could have dire consequences very soon. And uh, Val, I'm just flipping to the next video. Oh, there's the puppy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There's the fart video I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it looks, cooks, tastes, and flakes like ordinary fish. That's the advertisement for a new plant-based seafood line that's starting to gain traction in Toronto. New School Foods spent the last three years developing a plant-based salmon that they say is as close to the real thing as it gets. The plant-based salmon will even be sold in raw form so you can watch it cook like you would any other fish. The creators behind it say they used ocean algae, pea, and soy proteins uh-huh. and omega-rich oils to create their product. Investors are hoping uh, or hopping, rather, on the train quickly, especially considering there's nothing like that in the market.
0: Uh, I, I mean, sadly, it. It's not healthy to eat fish all that much anymore.
4: I mean, I, I would all the plant-based meats, I'd rather just eat a plant. <laughs> I mean, why not just eat a salad? Why are you
1: guys trying to be meat so much? <laughs> right. Just be yourself. You're good enough.
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll they try luck. it. That- I
1: mean, I'll, who cares? I think I've just learned that tilapia isn't tilapia on Friday.
0: Look, if that plant identifies as meat, I'm okay with it. All right. (laughs) I'm accepting them.
4: Although I did have one of the, I think it was a Beyond Burger. And if it's Mm. well done, it's, yeah, you you really don't know that it's not meat.
0: My buddy made chicken dip, uh, chicken, buffalo chicken dip last night with, it's, I can't believe it's not chicken.
4: (laughs) Is that what it's really called?
0: (laughs) No, I don't know what it's called, (laughs) but uh, I knew you know what I was talking about. It was good. I couldn't have, t- if he wouldn't have told me, I would have never known, never mm-hmm. known. And I've also had the Impossible Burger at Burgatory, which I think is their own version. Yeah, of-
1: yeah it's good.
4: Oh, that's and what really- I had.
0: It was really good. Didn't you think it yeah. tasted like a burger?
4: Yep.
0: It didn't have the grease that you want out of it. A- Sometimes you want a little grease with the burger and it really didn't have any of that, which is, I guess, supposed to be a selling point.
1: Well, yeah, the big thing with those burgers, the Beyond ones, is that they come undone. They're, you know, they just fall apart. And so when they're crispy, it feels like it's actually a patty. Yeah, when it's well done.
0: What I don't understand, Val, is when people say, yeah, but, you know, when you buy the pre-bought Impossible Burgers, those are just processed. That's just more processed food. But if what you're processing is plant-based and it's not like all of these other parts of an animal farting that in normally... the universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. does it matter if the processed components aren't
4: yeah, unhealthy
0: for you in the first place, unless
4: you're growing the vegetables yourself
0: mm-hmm. and
4: making the... there's going to be a carbon footprint. If you want to make a black bean burger, you got to get the black bean somehow, unless you're growing them.
0: Yep. The black bean burgers are awesome. I will say pretty good. They don't, They don't really, it's kind of like making a pizza with a cauliflower crust, though. It's like a passable thing. You don't really get your pizza fix from it, but it's good. And that's how I feel about a black bean burger. It's like a good food experience, but it doesn't, if you want a burger, I don't think that does it.
4: Well, another food-slash-restaurant news, a New Jersey restaurant is stirring up quite the debate after management decided to ban diners under the age of 10. Nettie's House of Spaghetti said the rule will kick in next month. The restaurant explained in a post on Instagram that it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children and cited noise levels, messes, and liability is some of the reasons for the ban. Parents' reactions in the comment section were mixed. Some appreciated the move. Others said the trouble might be their patrons, not the children with them.
0: That place on 51 did that.
4: Yep. I, that was seen like, that. I
1: respect the game.
4: That was like 20 years ago, wasn't it? I feel like it was a super long time ago.
1: I think it
0: was like right before COVID.
4: No, this was a long, long time ago. <laughs> was it really? Yep.
0: Well, Bill was... I remember talking with Bill about it.
4: Well, then it's somebody mm-hmm. else because... It, it's within was, the
0: last 10 years.
4: Yeah, there's then there's been a couple places in our area, but...
1: I don't have a problem with it, and I have kids. I'll go somewhere else. I mean, it's... I Like, I don't... That doesn't outrage me. I understand. Like, you get too many kids in one spot, it's really annoying. The kids last <laughs> night at this party that we went out to, I mean... Most of it were just like our family, like my mm-hmm. nieces and nephews, and they had a couple of their friends over there. They played hide-and-go-seek and kicked the Wi-Fi ra- router out of the wall right as it was being kicked off last <laughs> night. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were 15 minutes late to the party. The, the, the Eagles had already scored a touchdown. <laughs> the adults were livid. We're like, what, what are you guys doing? Playing hide-and-go-seek in the basement? What? Why?
0: Um, Val, that restaurant was... It was a long time ago. You're right. It was 2011. McDane's.
4: Yeah, where Mm. is it? It's out somewhere. I thought it was out on 51 Mm -hmm. somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but... Uh, today's Galentine's Day, originally coined by Leslie Note, played by Amy Poehler on Parks and Rec. The day before Valentine's Day has come to be a day for women, single or otherwise, to get together with friends and celebrate their friendship. And it seems like more people are on board with Galentine's Day than Valentine's Day. A survey by, survey by Dating at Plenty of Fish found 67% of those surveyed believe Valentine's Day should not be a purely romantic holiday, with respondents saying they would rather share the day with their single friends than feel pressure to have a date. The survey found 43% of singles believe Valentine's Day should include all forms of oh love. 63% of single Gen Zers and Millennials believe friendship and self-love <laughs> should be celebrated just as much as romantic relationships those planning to spend Valentine's Day with their friends plan to have dinner or drinks or have a group self-care night.
3: Yeah,
1: women are not missing this holiday. They're just not going to miss this holiday. Like guys, don't it does like it just doesn't matter. There, there will never be a Valentine's Day. <laughs> it just won't <laughs> happen. <laughs> you know, like come on, guys. Like who hasn't wanted to be in a relationship? Let's get together celebrate each other. Come on.
4: <laughs> Let's go get a <laughs> manicure. Just us. Or a pedicure. Guys. Come on, guys. You should get pedicures cuz your feet are disgusting.
0: It's true. Don't Hey. Uh, you know, don't uh generalize all guys. Some of us have very good toe <laughs> maintenance.
4: Oh, I'm not talking just about the toes. I'm talking about cracked leathery heels.
0: Ooh. Talking about yeah. some co- are you getting into a little corn talk uh, now, Val? Are you talking, talking bunions? That I what saw somebody Welcome last
4: Welcome to DVE. We're talking bunions. <laughs> Guys, I'm, yeah, would not hurt you to take a trip to the salon. I mean,
1: look, I could use a pet egg. I got probably two, three pounds of dead foot I'm walking around with.
0: <laughs> you could probably take a cheese grater and get, well, I don't know, what, a bowl? A dead skin off me, probably. Yeah, sure.
4: Uh, I was going to do some uh, pregame uh, musical performances from last night, but we're out of time, yeah, we'll, do later. So we'll get them later. Yeah, we'll Sunny, later. low 50s for the high today. It's 29 at DVE.
0: Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs. Mike will have a full report when we come back. Imagine if your favorite casino came with an undo button. That's exactly what you get with FanDuel Casinos. Play it again. Get up to $1,000. Back, back, back. If you're down after your first day, play your favorite table games and hundreds of slots for real cash. And see for yourself why FanDuel Casino is the number one rated online casino app. Explore daily and weekly promotions. Play with live dealers. And if you ever have a question, our best-in-class customer support team is here to help 24-7. Sign up for FanDuel Casino at FanDuel.com slash Randy today and play it again with up to $1,000 back if you're down after your first day. 21 or older present in Pennsylvania must not have previously placed any wager on FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel Casino, Betfair Casino, Mohegan Sun Casino, Stardust Casino. Refund issued is not drawable casino-only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG.
6: From the Bridgeville Appliance
1: Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is now hiring service technicians. Inquire at BridgevilleAppliance.com. This report is sponsored by Discover. It's got to be a decent day. Partly cloudy, bit
0: of sun, a high of 53 today. Clear skies tonight, dropping down to 29. Partly cloudy once again tomorrow with a high of 56. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome dve sports super bowl 57's in the books mike proceeded with your sports on dve
6: sports this hour. brought to you by bridgeville appliance 38 to 35 the chiefs over the eagles and it was a tale of two halves yesterday in super bowl 57 kansas city wound up with just 340 total net yards for the game but 212 of those in the second half uh Chiefs had just 14 points at halftime, and one of those was a defensive score, but uh, 24 points in the second half, 17 points in the fourth quarter, and uh, Kansas City's four second-half possessions went 10 plays, 75 yards touchdown, 9 plays, 70 yards touchdown, 3 plays, 5 yards touchdown, that after a Super Bowl-record 65-yard punt return from Kadarius Toney. And then 12 plays, 62 yards for the field goal that won the game. Harrison Butker connecting. Uh, play started with eight seconds left. Philly had uh, just one snap after that. And that was the ball game. Andy Reid and the Chiefs figuring it out as they went along. Andy, you scored on every possession of the second half.
5: What was the difference? Well, uh, I'll give the credit to the big old line and to Pat Mahomes. And all those guys around him. Eric Viennemi was phenomenal also. Patrick Mahomes clearly hindered. What does he
6: continue to show in these efforts, Andy? Well, he's the MVP. I mean, that's all that needs to be said, right? MVP. And he saw it tonight. What does the moment mean to you, Andy? It means a lot. I could kiss you right now, but I'm not going to do that. Ha, <laughs>
0: I wish he would have. I wish Reed they would have just started making out and he would just give him a mustache burns all over his face.
6: Well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes finished uh, 21 of 27 for 182 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He also carried six times for 44 yards and was not sacked. As the Eagles look back on this one uh, with great frustration and lament uh, what might have been, they can start there if they want to. They're. Uh, incredible pass rush did not generate a sack uh, i mentioned uh the defensive score jalen hurts had just a phenomenal game uh i thought he was best player on the field but for an unforced error a fumble the biggest he,
0: mistake of the game
6: he dropped the ball and then kicked it and uh, it ends up in a scoop and score and that got the chiefs back to 14 14 when uh, maybe they go down 21 7 at that point who knows Uh, Philadelphia also got outrushed by Kansas City. Chiefs uh, ended up with 158 yards on the ground and uh, averaged 6.1 yards per carry. Isaiah Pacheco, 7th round pick, 15 carries for 76 yards, 5.1 yards per attempt. The Eagles only ran for 115 yards and only averaged 3.6 a carry. They only had 45 uh, non-quarterback rushing yards, which is just way out of character for them. That's not who they are and that's not what they do. Hurts tried to work around a mistake. Uh, Of course, there'll be a lot of talk about that defensive holding call against James Bradbury on the third down that uh, fell incomplete and gave the Chiefs a new set of downs inside the two-minute warning and that allowed Kansas City to basically uh, run the ball and fall down, take a knee and then kick a field goal and win the game. Mahomes uh, wins his second MVP and uh, he has joined Select Company in doing that. Uh, The only other players with uh, multiple Super Bowl MVP awards, Tom Brady's got five. Joe Montana has three. Eli Manning, two. Terry Bradshaw, two. And Bart Starr, two. Mahomes also the second youngest to win his second uh, trailing only Tom Brady. Ah!
1: kid is ridiculous. Now, you're pissed because
0: you lost your bet, but I mean...
6: Frustrated. Frustrated.
0: Because the referees played a big role in determining the outcome of this game.
6: Well, that, and I didn't see a defensive score for Kansas City coming, and I didn't see a 65-yard punt return to the doorstep coming. Can't give those guys 14 points, and that's basically what they did. Mm -hmm. Now, you're allowed to stop them after the punt return, but... Uh, The other thing, you know, both of those uh, second-half touchdown passes by Mahomes, the the first one to Travis Kelsey was a phenomenal play. He beat press coverage off the line. They tried to get a jam on him. He was just bigger and more powerful than the defensive back, and he had the time to get to the pylon. Perfect throw. Uh, Dropped it right in the bucket. The other two were just reverse motions that the Eagles overreacted to. The first one, Darius Slay. Um, and then the second one, Avante Maddox. The guy starts in motion and then cuts it back the other way. And the DB is so fixated on getting to the other side of the field where he thinks the motion is going. Forgot to check to see if the guy was actually going there. And they just became too lobbed to the flat, walk-in touchdowns. Wide open. Too easy. Too easy. Shout out to Sky Moore. Shadyside yep. Academy, academy zone So, you know, Philly's got plenty to uh, look in the mirror about in this game and say, yeah, we could have won but for this. And, you know, that's on us, not them. But I just, I I hated that call for a lot of reasons. Uh, The biggest one, and I'll repeat this all day, can't wait to hear what Gene Steratore says about it tomorrow, but he's always told us here on the show that the referees ought to be looking for, the officials ought to be looking for whales, not minnows. And when you haven't called holding all day, if that's your whole first holding penalty, to me, that is not enough to be your first holding penalty because, uh, yeah, there was a grab, admittedly. Uh, Bradbury said he grabbed him. Juju Smith-Schuster said he got grabbed. Uh, the referee, Carl Cheffer said there was a grab, but did it impact the play? Did it impede Smith-Schuster from getting into his route? I mean, well, there was the another that- hold
1: on, on Juju earlier in the game that they didn't call that was way more egregious because he actually did impede his route. Turned him. And they didn't well, they didn't call. call any holding at the
0: line the whole day yesterday. I no. mean, th- they set the parameters of play, and that's another thing that Gene talks about. Like, there's a there's a vibe, there's a feel for a game. I I kind of get why, in that moment, that call is made. Because if you're a referee, you're looking at that, and you're thinking, oh, man, this is the Super Bowl, and if you see that jersey being tugged, that's just, you got to throw the flag. Uh, that's an impulse. I, I don't know, man. I mean, different in crew, that situation, different I think crew, you have to kind of have that flag pretty far in your pocket.
6: I was just to say, different crew, different set of guys in the AFC championship game. In overtime, they didn't throw it.
0: Yes, very true.
6: Because it's overtime of the AFC champion. Now, I'm I'm not a big fan of, you know, officiate the situation. I think a penalty is a penalty. But to your point and to Gene's point, you got to establish a consistency of what you're going to allow and what you're not. And you can't waver. You can't tell me there wasn't holding in that game and nobody saw a hold prior to that play. If you haven't called one by then, you're apparently not going to call one, except you did.
0: The Eagles still screwed that up. I mean, yeah. the refs did not cause the Eagles to lose that Super Bowl.
1: I mean, the Chiefs screwed up, too. How about the fourth and two where they lined up offsides, which I don't know how you're a pro and you do that? Like, you're over the ball and you give them a first and goal. You basically gave them a touchdown. Didn't they do oh, I
0: thought the, I thought he got him the jump on the cadence there. Was he lined up over it?
1: He was lined up in the neutral zone.
6: Oh. Didn't they do that against Brady? Several years yeah, ago. Clark. So that sent Brady to a Super Bowl. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's a great win for the Chiefs, great win for Reed, great win for Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Kansas City joins the uh, three Super Bowl wins club. Tenth team to accomplish that.
0: Of course, the others... Mike's livid. Mike is livid. He's eh. speechless.
6: I was livid yesterday. I'm not livid now. I'm just... Uh, a little frustrated, a little disappointed. Like I said, didn't see the uh the splash coming uh, from the unlikely sources, the the defense and the special teams. Never in a million years thought the Eagles wouldn't have a sack. I never in a million years thought I played the under in
0: sacks. It was five and a half for the game, and I thought, you know what? Everyone's gonna get rid of the ball. Nobody like Mahomes is not gonna want to take one sack in that game. And it might have been to his detriment. I thought maybe he might have thrown one away because of it. that You know, gets knocked up into the air and ends up in the defender's hands. But that didn't play out either. I just cannot believe, as, with as good as they were with four-man rush all year, that they weren't able to get a, a better, uh, you know, a sense of pressure on Mahomes. Um, Tim Benz, when we come back after the break, he's got a lot to say about the officiating yesterday. There were some inconsistencies, but just the idea of what is and is not a catch constantly being in question is beyond aggravating as a fan. Or how about the fact that the NFL spent a million dollars? Well, $800,000 and two years growing the grass for last night's game, which they installed a couple of weeks ago. Apparently I thought it was the turf they put in at the beginning of the year because there were complaints about that stadium all year long about the, about the field.
6: Yeah, that's not a good look when you can't have a a professional playing surface for the biggest game of the year.
0: Now that affects no. both teams, but it's just, you know, it's for a billion dollar industry. I mean throw some grass out there for crying out loud. <laughs> Tim Benz, when we come back, and Val's got your news coming up at the top of the hour. Valerie, what are you talking about?
4: I'll tell you why you should maybe be happy to be sitting in traffic.
0: Review the commercials and uh Super Bowl Fair. More come this morning here on the dve morning show we're sitting
5: here getting ready to jam on to the
2: lunch hour a pittsburgh tradition continues every weekday at noon on dve michelle michaels takes your requests for the electric lunch on 102.5
3: dve
0: It's Randy Bauman and the DBE Morning Show. Joining us right now, Triple F Sports, Tim Benz. And Benzie, uh, last night, the Super Bowl, not without controversy. It was somewhat fitting that it seemingly ended with another referee controversy in a year full of them for the NFL. But was this one solely on the refs, or should the Eagles be taking a whole lot more culpability?
7: Oh, if you're talking about the results, I don't think it's entirely on the refs at all, and I would put culpability on the Eagles. I mean, when you have the best pass rush in football and you don't generate one single sack, then you've got to take some ownership of the result. Um, If you can't figure out a way to defend Travis Kelsey, if you play more man defense than you've played the entire season and you still manage to give up. 81 yards to him on six clean targets for six receptions. You've done some things wrong on your own. And and I'll also say for everybody who's griping about the officiating on that last call and the juju play, uh, for as much as I thought it was a ticky tack penalty to draw in that situation, again, it's not like the Eagles didn't get some breaks themselves. Um, Lane Johnson was leaving early and false starting on every single snap. I don't care what Greg Olson said at the start of the, game he was leaving early every time uh that's become an epidemic in football tackles getting off early on the snap and I thought that the second Bolton scoop and score should have been by the definition of what my eyeballs tell me a catch and a fumble for the first 35 years of my life that was a catch and a fumble and it has since turned into well he didn't make a football move you know he's got to hold on to the ball and kiss the ball for landing in his hands and you know and have a proposal to the football for being his soulmate for life before it turns into a reception and that just drives me crazy
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what is and what is not a catch. I think that they had a make-up because the the brown catch that was overturned seemed like a catch to me, and the tight end on the long third-down conversion getting that catch after he bobbled it and then only came down with one foot after he reestablished possession. That one seemed clear-cut to me, and they somehow determined, like, oh, no, he had possession with both feet but by the time he secured it the second time. To me, it's like they make it up as they go along, and that first one... Olsen made the very uh, salient point, when it takes that long to determine on replay, it's not obvious. And isn't that supposed to be what the uh, determining factor is? It's an obvious mistake.
7: Right. And this kind of goes back to the Jesse James conversation where... They, I, I still the thing that bothers me about that play to this day is I felt like they were looking for something for the sake of looking for something. It was a scoring play. I mean, is that one that Belichick challenges if it's the 7:32 mark of the game and risks uh, um, losing his timeout? I don't think he does. Like that was an example of trying to find a reason to overturn a play. And to Olson's point that you just echoed there, I, I felt the same thing was coming into play on a couple of those reviews. And we've seen that often in the NFL um, in the years since the Jesse James thing. And I think that that was a learning point that was overlooked by the NFL. Just don't do that. Don't If you're working that hard to find something, you can probably find something. But are you working too hard to do so in the first place? And I think in a lot of cases in the NFL, the answer is
1: yes. Tim, one of the things that confused me, and it it confuses me, is a phrase that they introduced with the catch years ago, which was surviving the ground. And on that Devontae Smith catch that they overturned, the whole ball touched the ground. So I was like, all right, well, this isn't a catch because he didn't survive the ground. It moved around significantly.
7: Well, I think surviving the ground is no longer part of the lexicon. I thought they got rid of that. They, they, actually they, they I thought they got out.
6: rid of it, too, but it seems to come back and rear its ugly head periodically.
7: Yeah, I think, I think what they've done is they've taken the verbiage of surviving the ground away, but the principle of did the ground help cause the reception, did the ground aid in the reception, right. is something they look at, and many times I wonder... If they overrate, like, you know, if the player has possession of the ball and it's scraping on the ground, is that aiding the reception or is it just, you know, physics? Like it's going to touch you. You can't envelop the whole ball in that situation. Did It really aid in the catch. And I think a lot of times they err towards the belief that the ground has aided the catch more than it really has. If it touches the ground at all, then say it touches the ground at all. It's not a catch. But like I said before, then you're looking for ways to take catches off the board, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to find something to prove it's an incompletion, and the NFL doesn't want that.
0: Mahomes' injury seemed so significant, the re-injury, I should say, um, when he was on the sidelines, wincing, writhing in pain. And you would think with the long Super Bowl halftime, he would have come out and been worse off for it. I know they could shoot him up, but he said he didn't even take a shot at halftime, and he came out, and it looked no worse for wear. Do you think he was tactically playing that up?
7: No. I think he was... Clearly, he was just inspired by Rihanna's halftime show. I think that's (laughs)
3: what motivated him in the
7: second half. If Rihanna can do that, I can do this. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think... When you have like a, a bad ankle sprain, like he's got, it just takes forever to fully heal, and you know it might be one of those things, Randy, where you know if you rolled your ankle playing up basketball, and it swells for a couple weeks, and just sits there, and you know you, you take a bad step when you're walking downtown, and you go on the sidewalk the wrong way, and it rolls on you. It hurts like hell, but you're not doing any further damage. And once you give it a second, or in this case, thirty minutes for Rihanna to get through her thing then, you know, you, you feel better. And um, it, it appeared to be the case that it was bothering him at times during the AFC Championship game and he could just get talent. And that appeared to be the case in the second half yesterday. That scrambled his, once again, like it was in the AFC title game. was one was the biggest of the entire evening.
0: Yeah. So when you look at that game, if you're the NFL and you're assessing the season, clearly, despite what Goodell said, officiating is an issue. But I don't know how they can't look at the field conditions of the game last night in the biggest game of the year and be completely embarrassed by that.
7: Well, it's like what you guys were saying in the sports update. I mean, it's the greatest stage for their game, and they set this up um, on their own as far as what the turf was, and and look at what happened. You know, they look like they're – on ice skates out there a bunch. And, um, you know, even the kicker on the one kickoff, I think that was the most emblematic Mm -hmm. of the problems that the guys are having. Yeah, it's just, you know, one thing that I I thought of while watching that was if they're going to be in charge of everything, if they're going to hermetically seal everything to their own devices during the course of the Super Bowl up until, you know, the stadium that they picked now putting in their own grass for it, well, what's it going to look like in the
3: championship
7: games that they want to run on their own now for the AFC and NFC? Like, are you going to botch that, too? Um, I was really happy to hear Arthur Blank come out and say this week that he's, he's one that's also leaning against voting for putting the AFC and NFC championship games in neutral sites, yeah. even though his stadium might be one that benefits. I was happy to hear that. I was happy to hear that he said Clark Hunt doesn't want to do it because um, I would prefer just to have the AFC and NFC championship games stay at uh, the regular home field locations. And, and hopefully that's a sign, like what Art the II said two weeks ago, that they're going to fight against that momentum.
0: Well, I will say, you know, earlier, I, I, well, I mistook uh, Brown for uh, Devonta Smith on that one. Uh, and uh, I, I talked about the culpability of the Eagles. Sirianni said the refs didn't cause, cause us to lose that game. Jalen Hurts said, you, you know, you win or you learn and he took ownership of them not winning last night. The Eagles could not have handled themselves more uh um you know professionally in that loss and admirably so. Total, that total could've,
1: accountability.
0: Could have been an easy crybaby moment for that team and they would have had a lot of people supporting that uh method of coping but they didn't. They owned it.
7: Yeah, they did and kudos to them and also kudos kudos to them for maybe realizing what we talked about before that they probably got away with a few and in a game like that uh the officiating tends to even out and uh you know just the longer i've been around doing this you know and talking to the coaches directly you know they actually seem to have a better grip on that than maybe us in the media <laughs> as fans do that they understand how many go against them and how many should go for them and how often it tends to balance out we seize on every call i feel like we do that maybe even more than the coaches do um And, you know, in the Super Bowl, though, you would expect perhaps some raw emotions immediately thereafter. But, uh, yeah, last night they handled themselves well. And uh, I agree with the sentiments of uh, where the calls were and where they weren't, how they kind of evened out in the end.
0: Tim Benz, thanks, man. Always a pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks.
7: We'll you see. Too. All right.
0: Val's got your news when we return. Mike with more of uh, the Super Bowl fallout as the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, your MVP, they get another Super Bowl victory. It's the DVE morning show. Appliances studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances.
2: This is WDVE
1: Pittsburgh. Yeah, women are not missing this holiday. They're just not going to miss this holiday. Like, guys don't. It does. Like,. It just doesn't matter. There, there will never be a Palentine's Day. It just won't happen. <laughs> you know, like, come on, guys. Like, who hasn't wanted to be in a relationship? Let's get together. Celebrate each other. Come on.
4: <laughs> Let's go get a manicure. <laughs> just us. Or a pedicure. Guys, come on, guys, you should get pedicures because your feet are disgusting. Hey,
0: don't uh, generalize all guys. Some of us have very good toe <laughs> maintenance.
4: Oh, I'm not talking just about the toes. We're
0: talking about yeah. some, cor- you getting into a little corn talk uh, now, Val? You talking talking bunions? What I saw doing? somebody. Welcome last to
2: summer. DVE. <laughs> we're talking bunions. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Now, the the problem with today
0: is, if you had a Super Bowl party or you were at a Super Bowl party, you get leftovers. Oh, and today is supposed to be the first day. Of no more gluttony for a while.
4: Yeah, I thought that same thing yesterday. Because I thought on Saturday, all right, I'm going to get food for the Super Bowl. And then Monday, clean slate. (laughs) And I thought, oh, no, I have all that Super Bowl food. And then I had friends over for breakfast yesterday. So now I have pans full of food from breakfast yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang it. All right, next week. Yeah.
0: I have a cheeseburger and chicken wings. And I don't want to eat them,
1: but they're too good.
4: You don't want to waste. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> waste. not want It just makes me sick to waste. Blessing no, I, in I, I disguise.
1: I left all the leftovers at the party. That's like I made smart. a Tupperware for myself. I made myself a plate and left it. And now it's my hands are clean.
0: Enjoy. You people enjoy. Yeah, you walked away from it. I'm sitting in the middle of it. I will say, went very basic with the the, the Super Bowl spread last night. To me, nothing makes me happier than the, the, the three essentials, which are pizza, chicken wings, beers. That's it. If yeah, you have those three things. Now, that is a minimum. Really solid. Like, dips are big, though. Now, we didn't, We had one buffalo chicken dip, which was delicious, that was plenty. Sometimes you go a little dip heavy in the Super Bowl parties. You know you know, it fills you up and everything. And those are also tough to you can't really enjoy a dip the next day. You don't eat all the dip. The dip's going in the garbage, right?
4: Why not? Why can't you enjoy a dip the next <laughs> day? Val and
1: just spoon it up a little couple times, I mean, stir
4: it. You put it in the fridge.
0: Nobody but you is eating dip today, Val. I'm telling you right now.
4: I I I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put out a survey on Twitter.
0: I guarantee you low takers on the on the mm-hmm. dip-age day, two. I was pretty psyched about my wing experience. So I, I got to give a shout out Big Shot Bob's, which I, I know it's like a gold standard wing place in town. They're so good there. They're so fric- I mean, four, four hours on the delivery.
3: That's Super Bowl
0: We started to think about it. How many wings do you think they served in all of their stores yesterday?
1: Oh my God, thousands and thousands. Yeah, half a million.
0: Yeah, I I, I, honestly Val, I thought maybe a hundred thousand, and I'm like, that's too many. That's too many, right? Well, they have a lot of. I ate seventy (laughs) four thousand. That's a lot. I ate so many wings, dude. And then you know what I was doing too. I really like the one wing sauce. And when then we already ate all those wings, but then there was the pool of the wing sauce in the bottom, and you know. And I'm like, oh, save that.
1: You took the other ones swimming in that pool.
0: Take them for a swim, Bill.
1: <laughs>
0: Toss them around. Now those wings are them wings.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, we did Mad Max, and we had all the different. We had soft shells, hard shells. We had That's awesome. loaded nachos. We had their wings, which are really good.
0: I love well, their safran wings.
1: That whole spread was like the foundation, and then everybody brought a couple sides. I mean, I did the hell of a good dip. I did the pizza rolls that Val taught me how to make on Friday. Big hit.
4: And Yeah, we, we, to- yeah, we discussed Friday. You can uh, make your own variation. Not hard to switch it up.
0: No. Yeah, did all. we find out if Mike made the uh, cheese steak one? He did he not. Was talking about he did not. He did not
4: because okay. he went to a party somewhere else. So,
0: but I love uh, wings and pizza. We got Badamo pizza.
1: Oh, which 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 kind of Badamo pizza did you do? We
0: went with the round one, okay. the classic round one, which is a really good, it's good. and it's good. T- it's good all day long. Do you want know the weight was on Fiore's? Four days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like <laughs> Super Bowl twenty four. None, no, at least at least twenty twenty three. Three hours. Yep, it was three and a half hours. Yeah. So you you, you know if you don't plan ahead, you're kind of screwed.
1: You got to get fine with the you got to get that half cooked, and you got to get it on Saturday. That's a bit much. I'd go in as soon as
0: they open on Sunday, and then do the half cook. I wouldn't do them the day before. But I love oh, a Super Bowl spread. Is it
1: is it better to have it half cooked the day before, or not to have it? I don't. I mean, this is a conversation. This is too much pizza philosophy for me this early in the <laughs> morning. Bill, did
4: you do the pizza rolls in the oven or an in the air fryer? I, ha- the- I don't. have an air fryer. Oh, okay, how'd they turn out?
1: They turned out great. Good. Yeah, they we- looked good.
4: Nice and crispy.
1: I used. Uh, I just had like this Italian seasoning, and I used that on yeah, top. Yeah, that works. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It's great i put a Dude, little that. bit of sauce inside the rolls i saw that that was a big hit
0: i was wondering if that was part of val's original recipe or if you did did you go out on your own on that move
1: i uh i improv a little
0: bit
3: nice yeah because oh, that's a Mark. good chef bill
1: that, that's why i like the uh the recipe that you brought to the table because there's so much r- wiggle room
4: yeah you can put whatever you <laughs> want in there
1: yeah
0: all right, we're going to need to do more Val cooking segments because that was a huge hit. Let's so, do it. I don't know th- the next r- reason we can come up with. Easter?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't, it's Mark, the, let's uh, not like the ham. A ham <laughs> Ham rolls.
1: Come on,
0: dude. That's what we do every time. It's just the same roll just rolls. with different stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: right. Yeah, let's put some ham and cheese in there. Some pineapple, ham and Brie, maybe. Like
0: the commercial last night. Right. Did you like the uh, the John Ham and uh, Bree mm. Larson commercial? All right. Yeah. I thought it was stupid, and you I thought shoehorned
1: it was Pete uh, Davidson into it once again.
0: I just I don't want to give. Ham and brie sandwich is a bad name because they're actually delicious.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you have a ham and brie sandwich, you won't be sorry. They're at, it's a little foo-foo of a cheese to be ordering, but if you see it somewhere and you order it, you will not be disappointed. Delicious sandwich. Mm-hmm. Kind of a dumb commercial, though. Mm-hmm. There were none that were great. I love the Will Ferrell one and uh yeah, love the, the will Steve Ferrell Martin one. Great. Uh, and the, the
4: baby one was my favorite. Was that E-Trade that they did where the babies at the wedding the Talking Babies. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, babies are always good at a Super Bowl commercial. That,
4: that was my favorite. I
1: like the Pringles, the hands stuck in the can. That seemed like a a classic Super Bowl commercial to me.
4: The Meyer Rudolph candied clams. <laughs> I mean, is there something I'm not getting about that joke? Because I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
0: I missed that commercial completely. Yeah, I don't even
4: uh, not even see it. Yeah, that you got to look at that one.
0: I'll look at that one. My friend at one point said, "Boy, Jesus sure has a lot of money to spend on Super Bowl
3: commercials."
0: <laughs> 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 For a guy on a carpenter's salary. Here's the thing. Um those Jesus ones, I was just so glad the, the second one was a Jesus commercial because if it would have been M&M's at the end of that, that would have been like way inappropriate <laughs> like Snickers. We can all live peacefully together. <sighs> like You can't have that heavy-handed of a commercial and then
1: have a food
0: a item out. at the end of it. Right. Jan
1: yeah. Sport. The best backpacks.
0: <laughs> what For your insurrection and racial rioting. <laughs> uh, but uh, the tone of the commercials at least seem to reflect the times a little bit in that uh, we seem to have gotten past some of the seriousness, Remember, was it last year or two years ago? Every commercial was like heavy. It was like watching all serious, you know, movies get nominated at the Oscars. Yeah. Kind of like we weren't laughing anymore. It was like, oh, God, oh, okay. Crying. <clears throat> yeah, Nick, Nick Siriani style. But the whole sort of uh, Super Bowl commercial aura has kind of gone away, you know? Yeah. It's not like what it used to be.
4: Even though not all of the—I mean, there were a lot that were revealed ahead of the game, but I don't know. They just—the avocado one in the Garden of Eden, all I got, that Mm -hmm. was—I thought that was terrible. Weird. Like, what is this?
1: See, this is the problem that I have with Super Bowl parties, that everybody just feels like they can talk to you whenever they want to. (laughs) Well, yeah. And, you know, they, they should feel like they're <laughs> they able to, but it's just like that's I want to see the commercial and it seemed like there's chaos. I, I missed most of the commercials. Uh,
0: we had a s- perfectly small crew with everybody watching the game like that's important because there's nothing worse than being in a conversation with somebody when you want to watch the game. And then having to be like, uh, 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 don't talk to me right now. Hold yeah. yeah. Shut sh- 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 your mouth. Shut sh- 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 your
1: mouth. Awkward. Sh-
0: Very awkward. So luckily, didn't have to face that. Um, all right. We'll get to the list of uh, those commercials a little bit later on this morning, I guess. And also Terry Bradshaw causing a- people are, are are mad at Terry. Terry just can't do, a, you know, give Terry a break for crying out loud. Mm hmm. He's like 70-whatever. He was in a Super Bowl 48 years ago, and he's still working at Super Bowls.
1: I Pretty think good. he actually is going to die on television. He said he wants to. He said he
0: wants to. Uh, you got a doink in your betting last night. The Gatorade was purple, for those who bet it. The coin Ooh. toss was, of course, tails last night. The anthem went way over Chris Stapleton's... Um, Basically, it seemed to be an anthem that most everybody loved.
1: I mean, I said on Friday that I thought it was going to be iconic, and and I think it was. Honestly, I think you're going to remember that for years to come. Like, that that was just so unique. I mean, we're used to seeing female artists go up there and crush it. I mean, Jennifer Hudson, the year that the Steelers and uh, Mm -hmm. Cardinals played, was phenomenal. Whitney Houston... And this this one stands out, I think, to me.
0: Uh, I would agree with you, totally. Um, I didn't the, the Ben Stiller commercial. I missed. I, that was like, a Pepsi I commercial. Caught the end of it. Yeah,
4: that was this similar to the Steve Martin one.
0: Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul did that Pop Corners mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing, where they played Walter White and Jesse Pinkman again from Breaking Bad. I missed the Jennifer Coolidge ad. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I
4: didn't see that one either. Nope.
0: Uh, and, uh, the Ben Affleck Duncan one, of course, got a lot of love too. All right. Val's got a news update for you right now. Uh, do you want to hear anything? All
4: right. Well, we'll get, we can get to that later. Commercials. We'll do it at nine. Okay um 17 minutes after ada dve here's a channel 11 severe weather center forecast
5: pretty spectacular looking day today we'll see plenty of sunshine temperatures gonna bounce up into the low 50s this afternoon i'm scott harbon severe weather center 11
4: Thanks to, uh, sorry, 30 Degrees at DVE, the news is brought to us by Window Nation. I was jumping the gun a little. Uh, thanks to a promotion put together by Bud Light, people in the winning Super Bowl City will be treated to a truckload of beer delivered by a former NFL great. If the Eagles had won, former running back Brian Westbrook would have been delivering the truck to Philly. But since the Chiefs won, former running back Jamal Charles will be delivering a truckload of beer to the residents of Kansas City. I saw
1: this this really funny video on Instagram (laughs) before the game, and it was this guy who was pretending to interview fans of... Each team, and they're interviewing guys in Chiefs jerseys. They're like, what are you going to do if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? He's like, oh, man, I'm going to have a bunch of beers and get some barbecue. And then they go to the guy in the Philly jersey, and they're like, what are you going to do if the Eagles win the Super Bowl? And he's like, I'm going to set my dad on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Philadelphia is going to be on fire one way or another here. <laughs> do
0: you see the video of the guy destroying his television? Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. As soon as Butker kicked the field goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It looked like, like didn't you kind of think like it was going to escalate even more? I like, did. Yeah. The people in the party are like, wh- they got scared of the person <laughs> smashing the TV. I mean, TVs are $100 now for 80-inch TVs, <laughs> so I guess it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but uh, still not a great way to end the evening if you're an Eagles fan.
1: I think that has we to lost. be your TV, right? Like, you can't do that to somebody <laughs> else's TV. You can't be a plus one at that Super Bowl party.
4: (laughs) U2 returns to the stage for the first time since 2019. Later this year, the band used a Super Bowl commercial to announce they will open the brand-new MSG Sphere in Las Vegas in the fall. By the way, the Super Bowl next year is in Las Vegas. Oh, boy. Uh, The venue features state-of-the-art sound design and a structure that can be customized by performers for visuals. U2, UV, Octung Baby, Live at the Sphere will focus on celebrating the band's Zoo TV tour and Octung Baby album. Uh, The band also confirmed founding member and drummer Larry Mullen Jr. will not take part in the residency as he is recovering from surgery. They've also launched a new website for the shows, U2XSphere.com. Here's The Edge talking about returning to the stage in Las Vegas. We
0: were lucky enough that the pandemic lockdown occurred literally within six weeks or so of the end of our touring cycle. So we weren't really supposed to be doing any shows for a while, certainly not until a new album. That's the normal cycle, new album and tour. So, yeah, this is perfect timing for us.
4: U2 you too, you too will release their new album, Songs of Surrender, on March 17th. That is St. Patrick's Day. And uh, some of the pregame performances last night, well, actually, they all got pretty good reviews. Cheryl Lee Ralph performed Lift Every Voice and Sing. Babyface performed America the Beautiful.
3: Babyface.
0: Always good to have Babyface.
1: Baby
5: face is so good.
0: You know, I think the real baby face is John Travolta. Did you see him in that commercial last night? I He looks like his face now. It's so frozen from Botox and everything. And it's so cleanly shaven. You know, when people wear those like rubber baby masks, those big ones that have like a creepy crying baby on. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's just running around in one of those right now. His face doesn't really move that much.
4: Uh, Chris Stapleton getting rave reviews all around for his performance of the Star Spangled Banner.
3: <laughs> yeah, go for it, Sorry, wrong, <laughs> wrong soundbite. Oh,
0: It's um, Very cool. You know, with Chris Stapleton with the National Anthem and Rihanna at halftime, there was really something for everyone to hate. Because that's what it was. It, like, if you try to appeal to a bunch of different uh, types of people, they're going to hate the other thing. So, anytime, if you Google Rihanna, you'll see all these positive and negative reviews mixed. In. And it's the same thing with Stapleton. I thought they were both great.
1: Yeah. Hopefully nobody reasons. hated both things. You know what I mean? You got one thing that you liked. <laughs>
0: Or be different and hate them both. What I think uh, about the Rihanna performance was that she missed a great opportunity. At one point, when she got tired, she should because you know she's pregnant, so she should have just sat down. And then they should have sonogrammed her and put Mm -hmm, it on the jumbotron. mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they could have had like the baby, like doing a dance routine on twerking sonogram. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) baby's
3: just twerking
0: in her uterus. (laughs) Like, yep, that's uh, that's her
1: baby. Yeah, that, that
0: would have been a, a hilarious. And, you know, <laughs> Berman could have narrated it. I don't know. Or maybe the baby looked like Berman. It was like Berman's head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just working in
4: there. <laughs> <laughs> forecast opportunity. Forecast today, sunny, low 50s. It's 30 a DVE.
0: Did you see uh, the Tubi ad? Where people thought... Yes. Like you sat on the remote or something and like scrolled over to the Tubi app.
1: Yeah. The, uh, several people at the party that I was at were confused. They were like, what What just happened? Did somebody, ha- who has the remote? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, I missed the Bush Light ad with Sarah McLachlan too. I wanted to see that one.
4: Yeah, it was okay.
0: Because, well, what the hell is she doing doing a Bush Light commercial? <laughs> That's just Well, that she was. Sarah McLachlan. <laughs>
4: There, part of it was like a parody of her animal shelter commercials. Yeah.
0: Just seemed like something she wouldn't have made fun of. So who yeah, were, who
4: I thought
1: were it the was sad people weird. in the vid? like? Were it was just like people drinking beers? No, sad? it was
4: no. She was sitting in a tent with a wolf, and he's the guy. Craig that, Wolfley. Then, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Chalooch, Those dogs make me sad. <laughs>
0: Mike's got your sports when we come back more on the Super Bowl Sunday. Don't forget, if you go to dve.com, you can check out the finalists in our How It Started, How It's Going contest. There's 10 of them up there to check out, which are uh, just hilarious. Very funny. Go vote for your favorite. Top vote getter gets all those cool prizes, the six tickets to the upcoming game against the Islanders in the uh, Bet Rivers Casino Uh, lounge there, plus front tickets, uh, front row tickets to Donnie and the Clarks, a gift certificate to the Adult Mart on McKnight Road, and that's the nice one. So, (laughs) go to dve.com, vote for your favorite right now. It's the DVE Morning Show.
2: I want to ask if any of you
3: are
0: getting hungry. Mike Pursuto with a recap of Super Bowl 57 for you here on DVE.
6: Sports, this hour brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. You know, Randall, it occurred to me, listening to you guys talk about the food, that I mushed myself. How? Doing? Well, not only did I uh, fail to order from Goldbelly in time to get the Pat Steaks out here mm-hmm. in time for the game, I went to, uh, my neighbor had a Super Bowl party, and they went uh, with Pittsburgh Barbecue from Delmont. Unsolicited shout-out. Oh, boy. Fantastic spread. Tremendous. Enjoyed by all, but what am I doing eating barbecue? Not only did I Kansas not get the, not, not only did I not get the mm. cheesesteak, mm. I ate barbecue. It's on me. You should have ate that in the bathroom.
0: <laughs> you mush yourself. This is, it is what is on happens. Your... Here's a uh, here's a uh, my question for you. You watch this game with other people?
6: Yeah. Well, they kind of leave me alone. They <laughs> they know. I play with the play. grandkids a little bit during the commercials. <laughs> Got another beer, went to the Did bathroom. Do they know
0: what was going on in your head with this game?
6: Yeah, they like, know. They know. Okay. It's, it's understood. It's in a
0: million years, I would not put you around people who don't have, like, you know, who are just kind of the game. Yeah, exactly, Val. <laughs> people enjoying themselves at a party, and you put down pursuit <laughs> <a laughs> who's screaming expletives. It's actually not, not like that.
6: It's, it's not what you think.
0: Uh, I've seen it, so I <laughs> mean, like.
6: Not yeah, recently, man. I, it's, all right. Okay. That matured a little right. bit that way. The thing I feel bad about, honestly, is you know we were all, at least you and I were, pretty entrenched in the Eagles camp all week. And I even had a guy reach out to me yesterday on Twitter, like, "Hey, you still on on Philly?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think it's a lock, but I, I if anybody jumped along uh, and went along for the ride, I feel bad."
0: I got scared and I hedged. I did. I didn't. I started to not love it, and and I think you were the one who was telling me on Friday, you're like, yeah, don't let that fool you, you know? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Just keep hearing this Mahomes stuff, and that can always happen. I still took the Eagles, but I got lucky with a prop bet that kind of covered that and the hitting the octopus. Thanks, Jalen Hurts. That took care of that. But, man, the Eagles didn't look like they could be stopped. They looked like they were just giving Kansas City a chance to get back in the game. But defensively, it, the whole second half was just perplexing to me. How that offense went out there and scored on every possession against the top D in the NFC. Yeah,
6: they never stopped them, never got a sack. One at the right time might have might have turned the tide. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit this hour about something that I talked about after the AFC Championship game. And the importance of team building toward a championship. Um you know, the Chiefs made it to the AFC Championship game last year, so they were a pretty good team. And you think of the Chiefs, you think of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in that offensive line. And they also rushed the passer well. They don't, uh, I think they were second uh, to the Eagles in sacks. Uh, worse defensively than Philadelphia, but uh, pretty strong team and not a team that you would expect a lot of rookies to make significant contributions on. But uh, lo and behold, the Chiefs had 10 draft picks last spring. Nine of them played yesterday. The only guy who didn't was uh, fifth-round offensive tackle, Darian Kennard, who was only active for one game all season. But let's look at some of the other ones. First-round corner, Trent McDuffie started. First-round edge rusher, George Karloftis started. Second-round wide receiver, Sky Moore from Shadyside Academy caught a touchdown pass. Second-round safety, Brian Cook played 13% of defensive snaps, 76% on special teams. Third-round linebacker, Leo Chanel. of the defensive snaps, 76 on special teams. Fourth-rounder, cornerback Josiah Williams. 36% of the defensive snaps, 48 on teams. Seventh-round corner, Jalen Watson started. Seventh-round running back Isaiah Pacheco started, carried 15 times for 76 yards and a touchdown. And seventh-round safety, Nazee Johnson played 59% of the special team snaps. They had nine in their ten draft picks contributing in the Super Bowl. That's phenomenal. And, oh, by the way, another guy who wasn't on the team when the Chiefs went to training <laughs> camp, Kadarius Toney. Kansas City traded for him in October. He's a first-round pick of the Giants two seasons ago. Never really fit in in New York. He was hurt a lot. Uh, the team wasn't real sure about his attitude. He gets dealt for a conditional third-round pick and a sixth-round pick. In 2023, and he winds up uh, with a Super Bowl record 65-yard punt return that set up the touchdown that put the Chiefs ahead by eight. Of course, the Eagles came back and tied it on a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But Kadarius Toney, one of four guys who returned punts for the Chiefs this season. Wow. And they never had a return longer than 22 yards all year on a punt return. And they go 65 to the almost to the house in the Super Bowl terrible punt terrible coverage too I mean terrible they kind of had him and he, he went backwards and he looked like he was gonna fall down Philadelphia winds up with uh 25 first downs to 21 uh 417 total net yards to 340 35 minutes and 47 seconds time of possession to 24-13. But Kansas City outrushed Philadelphia a buck 58 to a buck 15. Did not see that coming. Nobody had that. And no turnovers for the Chiefs. And the Eagles had the uh, catastrophic failure. uh, Jalen Hurts. A third and one becomes a third and six because of a false start. And, you know, they're just going to sneak it. Hurts is automatic on third and one, for crying out loud. But they false start it, and it becomes third and six. Then he just drops the ball and kicks it. And it ends up being a scoop score that tied the game at 14. That kind of stuff is hard to get over. Of course, the calls weren't great, uh, particularly the one at the end. Very controversial uh, defensive holding that uh, gave the Chiefs the fresh set of downs uh, that allowed them to run out the clock. But uh, Jason Kelsey and the Eagles taking it uh, as you should. Um, You know... I don't know. I'm not going to get into whether they got it right or wrong. I think they called it, and that's the way this this goes. Um, I've said this before. I'm never going to be somebody that puts a blame or anything on officials. It's a hard job. They make a call. It is what it is. And um, you know, there were multiple other moments in that game to take care of business. And um, you know, I think that uh, you know we were we were close and we could have won that game without the officials making that, without that call being a
1: determining factor. The top to bottom accountability from the Eagles is rare. And yeah. I think
6: it should be celebrated because we just don't see it. Well, that tells me they have a strong organization too, and they're going to be back. Uh, they've got a really good team. I still think they were the better team, but uh, Kansas city's got the trophy and that's, uh, that's what matters. But uh, boy, one, one play here or there. And uh you know what might have been that's that's the way it works sometimes i just my regret about the call at the end if there had been four or five holding calls like you usually see in a football game okay it's holding that's the standard to which they were uh applying from start to finish Uh, i can't for the life of me fathom that that was the first time somebody got held and and the crew noticed it. it it's pretty crazy and, and it ends up being a play that sets up a really lame ending to what could have been one of the great finishes in Super Bowl history. Uh, Jalen Hurts getting a chance to see if he could drive the Eagles for the tying field goal or the winning TD. Juju he factored didn't... big
1: in in a game. He's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Him and AB.
0: Boy, no. Madden really melted down about him on Twitter last night. He's still
1: holding the grudge against Juju.
6: Yeah, I don't think any of us have read a complaint with the way he uh, played the game here.
0: I always thought he was tough. I mean, I think some of the stuff was tough annoying, but, you know, it kind of, that's where I left it.
6: <laughs> like, damn. Nah. Yeah, he, he competed for the Steelers, with, you know. He the played.
0: dancing on the logo stuff was stupid, but.
6: Man, it was really was dumb.
0: Tough dude.
1: But yeah, he had, a, what, what do you have, eight, nine catches last night? I mean, significant contributor. Jalen Hurts, Seven uh, I feel 53. terrible
0: for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he played such a great game, except for the one enormous mistake, which I don't know. Did he slip on that? Was that field condition induced? Who knows? But every ball he threw was a dime. Like, even the ones he shouldn't have thrown because it was like into double covers. It still hit his guy on the hands. He, I mean, and he, he has such a high trajectory on those balls. Like, they're not bullets. He throws those Arcs that just come down perfectly. Man, he had everything going last night except that one
6: play. You take that away, it's just a completely different game. Yeah, who knows? If they, I mean, they had uh, the Chiefs did not have it figured out in the first half. They only had the ball for eight minutes and change. They mm-hmm. punted on their last two possessions of the half. They only got one offensive touchdown. Philadelphia needed to be ahead a little bit more than it was. Mm-hmm. At the break. And then the thing kind of reset because of the hour and 38-minute halftime uh, performance. <laughs> I was saying to you
1: guys off air, the worst thing that happened to the Eagles last night was the first half ending. Because yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
1: it looked like they were reeling. It looked like Mahomes was hurt. And that was that. I mean, the line jumped to 7.5 as soon as he was wincing and limping off the sideline.
6: Did it really? Yeah. What was the halftime oh. thing supposed to represent? By the way, just what do you a mean? show, like the everybody in white suits dancing. I don't know, Mike. I mean, you know, it's not
0: for you.
3: Clearly,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's just say
6: that. What was was there something I missed that uh, that that was trying to portray? Or Was that just hey, let's do this? This is a good idea.
0: Yeah. No. Well, there they was always no... have a bunch
4: of dancers.
6: Yeah, it was
0: just, it's fashion. It's not really some, symbolic so much yeah. as it's choreography, fashion.
6: Looked like you a know. Woody Allen movie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, it definitely looked like
0: <laughs> they were about to uh, go out on a mission and everything you always wanted to know about sex. But it, what I think they need to do, because of the extravagance <laughs> of the production of those halftime performances, stop having them in the stadium, have them outside the stadium. Build a stage outside of the Super Bowl so you can go right to it and make the halftime regular spaced so you're not adding another 15 minutes into it or whatever it was that ended up being last night.
6: Or learn from last night and get a whole bunch of those floating platforms and you can play on those instead of the crappy field that (laughs) that you can't have Super Bowl ready. Just have everything suspended above the ground. I mean, the field did seem to be
0: worse in the second half. So I think you know, as bad as the field was, throwing a halftime show on top of it was an even worse idea. So that's something they should investigate going forward. I think I'll talk to them when I have a meeting with Guitar. Okay. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, mention it. Mention you know that Mike didn't
6: like it.
0: Yeah, I don't what know. they did this
6: year. Well, I it didn't bother me. I was just like, wow, why are we doing this instead of the game? Why? Why did think, they decide that the halftime has to be this colossal thing? It should just, you know. Michael put, Jackson. Put I think the Ohio we, State we band out there and let's get on with the second half. Oh,
0: marching Michael bands Jackson. would be great. It used to be all marching bands, Val. That would be fun. I don't know. Floating pregnant ladies singing is pretty good, too.
1: <laughs> Imagine
0: mean, if it's Super Bowl one, there was a pregnant lady singing in midair. Those people would have gone crazy.
1: I mean, that's a hell of a gender reveal. Because I mean, well, was she, just real, like, <laughs> yeah. she just revealed that she had a baby on board
6: last night, right? That was, that yeah, was the that big was, announcement. Does so the Super Bowl everybody. need a halftime extravaganza to make it popular? No, but the DB Morning Show needs a
0: commercial break to pay for it. <laughs> uh, when we come back. More on Super Bowl 57 and Terry Bradshaw stepping in it last night. Uh, I'm I'm here in defense of Terry Bradshaw when we come back. DVE.
2: I plan on paying my bills.
0: It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, and Mike Persuda Last night, after the Super Bowl, Chiefs win, Terry Bradshaw and the Fox crew interview Andy Reid. Now Terry Bradshaw is being criticized this morning for language he used in talking to the corpulent coach of the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Andy Reid, and um, rightly so. Uh, yeah, okay, so <laughs> I
1: mean, what?
0: here here's how he introduced Andy Reid last night to the podium after the game.
1: Big guy, let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here.
0: <laughs> Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their Hawaiian shirts. I will. I
7: will.
4: That's okay, I all right. Wow. To... Okay. Hey, fatty, so... come over here.
0: <laughs> come on. Hey, hey you whale, flop, flop. <laughs> flop,
2: on
4: over
0: here, you shamu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right. Okay, they're friends, and Terry's a fat ass these days too. I and I bet say, they Andy,
3: ki-
0: Andy Reid might hit be each smaller. other. I bet they kid each other all the time about that. Okay. Um,
4: Do guys? If see you that? don't have
0: the context of their relationship, like they're, they, they know each other very, very well. When he said waddle over here and laughed at,
1: w- w- waddle, over, waddle here. over here. Come on. Okay. Like a penguin.
0: <laughs> hey, blubber butt, get your ass mm-hmm. over here. <laughs> Bounce your butt over here.
6: In Terry's defense, Andy Reid is huge, <laughs> and Andy Reid is fine with that. He is very self-deprecating over the years. He always makes comments. Recently, uh, it was announced that Kansas City would be playing in Germany next year, and uh, somebody asked Andy Reid what his reaction to that was, and he said words to the effect, I can't wait to get some bratwurst. He always talks about eating cheeseburgers and He's he's yeah. a lover of food and and very upfront about that and <laughs> clearly that's who he is so I don't think it's he, that big a deal. Uh, it's Neither not, do I. It's not like he's sensitive and he tries to run from that. But, but, the, yeah, but the guy platform. just won the Super Bowl.
1: It's just not the it's just not the venue for it at that time to it's say wow over here. I mean the cheeseburger thing. He said he would eat a cheeseburger if he won the Super Bowl. That's not a big deal, but like, yeah,
0: he talked about cheeseburgers this week. He talked about his perfect, his favorite cheeseburger in the, in the uh, uh, press day and stuff. So the cheeseburger thing's not a big deal. Uh, I get that people are upset about him saying waddle over here, but I don't know. It could have been worse. And I think their friends, you know, he wasn't like, lard ass roll
4: over here. You know, he's just (laughs) waddle over here. Come on. Paints a picture.
6: It's not like they're playing I Am the Walrus behind, you know. It was
0: Maybe, you know, he should have kept the joviality to off-air stuff. I get yeah. it. But isn't that what we want and expect from these people is to not be so formal? wouldn't you rather have Terry Bradshaw occasionally doing something like that that maybe people take the wrong way than, like, the Kevin Burkhardt voices that get out there and they just very professionally tell you everything. And, you know, it just sounds all the same. You want to have Terry's personality infused into those broadcasts. He's He was in a Super Bowl 48 years ago, and he's still on TV. He might not conform to the standards of today every time he opens
1: his mouth.
6: Um, it, he didn't conform to the standards the of 1974 when he opened his <laughs> mouth.
1: I mean, it seems like every time he opens his mouth, he's stepping in it. His foot is in there. It's part of his charm.
0: Yeah, like saying the wrong thing is ca- kind of like what you get with Terry Bradshaw. You can't get mad at a shark when you bring it into the pool and it bites you. You know, it's like, well, you invited him in here.
1: Remember earlier in the season when he said he thought that if Kyler Murray had to run the ball four times in a row that that, that he'd commit suicide and everyone yeah. on the pregame was like, Oh, whoa, <laughs> everybody distanced right. himself from him. He was like, "What? I'm sorry.
0: I thought that was less egregious than Boomer's well-meaning misstep yesterday, which was a quick groan. Do you have that one available, Jacob? Can you dig that up real quick? Uh, You know, Chris Berman noting that it was the first Super Bowl with two African-American quarterbacks for some reason included this little tidbit.
2: Also,
1: of course, two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the
6: first time, fittingly.
1: February 12th is Abe
3: Lincoln's birthday.
1: Here we go
6: with the highlights in case you missed it. Here we go.
0: (laughs) It was a big Abe. I don't think he meant... I think he meant well. It just kind of was like, oh, that's... Yeah,
1: that's not it. No, I mean, if it was like... MLK's birthday, and then he had another comment to say, like, this is the dream, like, you know, yeah, something I don't know, something poignant, but it was just that sounds like, better, it yes,
0: that just... does sound better. This is the dream, instead of, and today's the birthday of the white guy that made it happen.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd be remiss, <laughs> I'd be remiss <laughs> if I didn't shoehorn <laughs> a white guy into this conversation.
0: The first two
1: black 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 quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, Val's got your news coming up next.
4: Well, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so if you're trying to scramble for a date, I'll give you the top-rated date in in Pennsylvania.
0: That's on the way. DVE
2: as part of DVE comedy.
0: <laughs> now that would have been harder to beat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> If at the end she's like, "Bitch, better have my money," and then just popped out the, the baby, and the baby came out the water, cash, <laughs> yeah.
1: and the uh, the guest uh, MC or the guest band was live, and they just said, "The placenta falls to the floor." <laughs> to the floor.
2: <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. I still
0: think sonogram baby on the jumbotron, baby twerking in the uterus, missed opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Missed opportunity. Uh, so that's it. Uh, the uh, 23, 22, 23 season in the books for the NFL. And it ends with referee controversy. Looking forward to talking with Gene Steratore tomorrow on the program about that. Val's got your news right now. What's going on, Valerie?
4: Four minutes after nine at DVE, here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast.
5: Pretty spectacular looking day. Today we'll see plenty of sunshine. Temperatures going to bounce up into the low 50s this afternoon. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's
4: 32 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Window Nation. The charitable organization called the Pittsburgh Promise says it has received more than $100,000 from donors to honor Franco Harris. The iconic Steelers player passed away suddenly in December and his family requested that memorial gifts be directed to the promise. Executive Director Salim Gabriel says the organization will use the money to provide scholarships to young people here in Pittsburgh. Franco founded the charity and was its chairman at the time of his death. Gabriel says memorial gifts ranged from $10 from everyday citizens to twenty-five grand from the Heinz endowments where Harris had served as a board member for nearly 20 years. A group of seven sea turtles who have rehabbed at the Pittsburgh Zoo are set to be released back into the wild off the Atlantic coast of Florida today. The group regained their health and strength in recent months as part of the zoo's sea turtle second chance program. The turtles have been microchipped so they can be tracked after their release today. Well, both the winners and losers of yesterday's Super Bowl take home a bonus check Uh, that's because of the NFL's bargaining agreement with the Players Association. Players on the winning team get an extra 157 grand. The losers get 87,000 apiece. Well, a lot of women know how hard it can be to find the right pair of shoes. Now imagine being six foot nine and owning the Guinness World Record for having the world's largest feet for a living female. Tanya Herbert of Houston has always had problems when it comes to shoes because she wears a women's size 18.
1: Wow. Not a record you want to have.
4: She's been chronicling her challenge uh, on TikTok and recently caught the attention of a boutique in town that wanted to help. Mohop, a uh, co-founder of Mohop reached out to Herbert and told her to pick a style and a color and she would make the shoes for her. The finished product was a custom size 18 <laughs> wedge uh-huh. sandal. Uh, oh Herbert God. loved it and immediately got to work on designing her very first pair of high heels, which will make her seven foot one when she wears them.
5: <laughs> I can't
4: imagine <laughs> that is not Trying to find shoes.
1: Right, hey, you just yeah. have to wear shack shoe everywhere.
4: Yeah, basically. Well, planning the perfect date for Valentine's is hard enough, and uh, this year it's tomorrow. So uh, if you don't have a plan yet. And you're struggling to come up with an idea, here are some last ideas from uh, last minute ideas from across the country. Google Trends put out a rundown of uniquely popular date activities in every state over the past month. So these weren't necessarily for Valentine's Day, but they're all really good ideas. Uh, Going to the movies, very popular option. It's number one in places like Florida, Indiana, Iowa, Colorado, and Minnesota. Uh, states like texas and georgia are looking for drive-in theaters for a date Uh, mini Hmm. golf is the number one searched date in california kansas and washington state in pennsylvania it's bowling yeah that's a nice that's a good
1: one sure there's some some nice banter
4: yeah a little fun uh arcades are a go-to activity in arkansas and west virginia (laughs) escape rooms Big hit in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Nebraska, and South Carolina. Rage rooms, number one in Idaho. I don't know if you want to go on a first date to a rage room.
1: That's pretty weird. Let's see you just lose it. Yeah. Right right at the top here. Screaming
4: about your ex.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, an escape room seems like not a great idea either because it could end up being a metaphor for the date. You're trying to get get the hell out it of this could. gate. Escape.
4: In <laughs> Michigan and Connecticut, axe throwing uh, is a very popular searched item. Go-karting is number one in Nevada. A visit to a museum. So teenagers? Popular... How old are we here? <laughs> oh, I wasn't thinking teenagers. I was thinking...
1: Young adults?
4: Yeah, or adults.
0: When, when's the last time you went go-karting with a fellow adult?
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like,
4: hey, you want to go to the arcade? I think it'll be fun. Um, Where where can
0: we go-kart? Where's a good place to uh,
4: go-kart? I think there's a place in Monroeville.
1: There was a place in, um, in Edgewood Town Center, and I don't know if it's still there, that had indoor go-karting, which was pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Well, when Uh, they
0: build one closer, we're going to do
1: an outing.
4: (laughs) A visit to a museum is popular in Kentucky, Mississippi, and Virginia. Hitting up a bookstore is big in Oklahoma. I don't know about for a date. Bookstore. That's
1: a 10-minute date.
4: And here's definitely one that is not, especially not a first date or even early in your relationship. Going to a spa is number one in Tennessee.
0: They're like separate...
4: Like if you're
1: experiences,
4: no, they do couples massages and stuff like that, but that's like you're a couple, right? You're not on a date.
1: I don't know if I'm ready for you to see my whole back
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right, first date. (laughs) This is a little vulnerable in
0: Utah. I never understood the couples massage. Like it's like taking a nap next to somebody. It's a singular experience. You're not enhanced in any way shape or form by somebody else getting rubbed down next to you
4: <laughs> maybe you are
1: <laughs> i've I've never had that experience like i've never I've never done that so i don't I don't know I don't know what it would be like. I wonder early uh, in a relationship, you'd probably like it just because you like them and
4: yeah, yeah but first date that's again that's if way it's too a, intimate d- if it's a date if you're a couple, that's different. N-
0: Not to mention, I mean, also, massages do make people fart. And if you're early (laughs) in the relationship, you might cross the fart bridge before you're ready to.
4: (laughs) In Utah, couples go to the aquarium. Artistic activities like paint and sip sessions and cooking classes are popular in Oregon, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Illinois. And uh, I think a lot of those are really good date ideas. Yeah, the spa one and the bookstore, not so much. The rest, no, in the rage the rest, room and the, the rage Ra- rage room, yeah.
1: room, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not, not the room, first not a good one. one.
4: Yeah, uh, eating in bed is a debate. But if you are okay with it, are there certain foods that are more acceptable than others? According to a new survey, they say things like toast, which I think would Terrible. be the worst thing Terrible. to eat in bed. Toast, fruit chocolate cereal sandwiches and ice cream are all okay to eat in bed
1: no no no
4: chocolate no uh,
1: no a, well maybe chocolate but ice like cream
4: a sandwich yeah a sandwich is a crummy
1: yeah now we're talking about <laughs> debris all through right. the sheets
4: chocolate yes, no good
1: i don't know you lose what one you to the side now all of a sudden you wake up and it looks like you've had a <laughs> real bad accident
4: you're a bed eater what it what is your go-to
1: I mean, chips, chips, which is not a good, like nothing that I eat in bed is a good idea because it ends up all around me and then, and then I'm rolling around. Uh Do you, you do eat in bed though? I have. Yeah. I stopped because I just stopped snacking after a certain time of the day.
0: I'm not, I, I just, it never occurs to me to eat when I'm in bed.
4: Yeah, I've never... I mean, I can't say I never have, but that's just not something I would...
0: I just don't want to combine those activities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: I loved it. I mean, it was it was my jam. The only thing... Like, I knew not to eat hot foods because uh, my cousin Laura burned her chin, and, and uh, it was a cautionary tale not to eat bobbly in bed. <laughs> <laughs> she she cut some hot cheese to the chin. <laughs> 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 so I, I knew not to eat pizza in bed, but... Yeah, I'm a big fan. Jump in there, throw a movie on, sure.
4: According to the poll, things that should never be eaten in bed include a complete dinner. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a meat, potatoes. Corn on the cob. <laughs> <I'm> like- <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Rice.
4: Uh, lasagna yeah. or any pasta. You got sauce spray <laughs> all over. Yeah,
1: in bed. Is bad. Fried food.
4: Now, I think that would be okay because, like, if you have a a jalapeno popper, you can just (laughs) pop it in.
1: I mean, it's got to be a one bite thing because that thing could explode all over the headboard.
4: Yes. Yeah,
0: but you know what you're doing if you're eating fried foods, especially fried finger foods, and you're going to wipe your fingers on the blanket.
3: Yep.
4: And
1: laying in a big, huge napkin.
4: Soup. (laughs) <laughs> who eats
1: soup in bed? <laughs> I mean, I tried it all. Where did you all. get this?
4: I no, tried this is it stuff all. people should not. They agree you should not eat oh, these okay. things. Oh, okay.
1: All right.
0: But but who needs to be told this?
4: Well, Me. Maybe there's somebody maybe I like to eat everything in bed. Maybe it's I get home Don't from work and defecate put on my in your own
0: bed.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh Super Bowl last night, Jacob, sorry. I forgot to tell you. I was going to be playing sound here. Um Did you like the Workday commercial with Ozzy and all those guys? Here it is.
2: Hey, corporate types, would you stop calling each other rock stars? You're a rock star. You are a rock star. Rock stars, please. You know what
5: it takes to be a
2: rock star? I've passed hotel rooms in 43 countries.
5: I was on the road since I was 16.
2: I've done my share of bad things. Also, you'll share about things. We know that using Workday for finance and HR makes you great at your job. That don't make you a rock star. Ted, 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 Ted.
3: Oh, Ted in finance, you're a rock star. Hey, Liz in HR,
7: can you do this? Unless you work with an actual
5: rock star.
3: You are a rock star. Thank,
5: Thank you. you. Who's the new guy? Hi, I'm Oswald. Hello, Oswald. Give it up for Pam. Pam, you are a rock...
4: I wasn't going to say it. So that was with Ozzy, Paul Stanley, Gary Clark Jr., Joan Jed Billy Idol. I think I hit everybody. Mm-hmm. That was a good yeah, one. You I know, liked it. Fun stunt fun.
0: casting commercials, oh, yeah. that stuff, so, you know we we're so hard to please now nobody will universally agree on anything as being good you know what i mean and if you take take a shot like that just the star power of those kind of commercials usually make them work
1: it's fun i it made me think of rock stars in a work like setting those guys would just be fired day 1 i mean they're all an hr disaster you
0: know like I mean? if you acted like that at work <laughs> yeah. at your job
4: uh, did you like the T-Mobile commercial with Bradley Cooper and his mom?
0: I did. Totally missed it.
4: Oh, well, here you go.
0: Stay
2: away from my wife.
4: <laughs>
2: Acting is the art of making you believe
4: what you're seeing is real. Well, these are all not lined up. Really. Meanwhile, I'm Paramount Mountain. Yeah, all right. Well, the Bradley Cooper commercial on my site here is mislabeled, but...
0: I'm very confused.
4: Um...
1: mm mm-hmm. It's just him and his mom, and she can't okay. get the lines out. I, I liked it just from that standpoint. Either fun.
4: he's way taller than I thought, or his mom is one of the tiniest people on earth.
1: I think it's the second thing. <laughs> She's a little person.
4: And she kind of made fun of him in the in the commercial, so. Uh the Downey commercial? Yeah. <laughs> with Danny McBride. Downey McBride.
0: I was wrong about Downy Unstoppables because it kept this hoodie smelling great for weeks. I'm a freaking believer now. Time to tell the
2: world. Call me Downy McBride. Come Y'all gotta sniff this stuff. Look alive, Mister H. Sniff this. Feels oh, great, Downy! I am Downey McBride, and I am unstoppable. Ooh, speed.
0: He knocked Downey. Downy. He gets back up. He.
4: Alright. Not bad. How about the Dunkin' I do like commercial? Danny McBride. Did you like the D- D- uh, Duncan commercial with, with Ben Half-Lac? Affleck? Welcome to Dunkin' Special. Duncan Run. Medium or large coffee. Get a
1: donut for an incremental dollar. What, 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 it's like, How can it be this inexpensive oh. and good? No sugar. I'm just gonna have to just give you ten munchkins.
6: You look a little lost. One second, I'm trying to find the bagels. Do I look for money? No.
1: Yeah. Oh. Should I be in it, or do you
7: want to use a self-portrait?
1: What are you doing here? Curse me. Is this phone. what
3: you do when you say you're going to work all
0: day? I, I got to go, guys.
3: Grab me a glaze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way J-Lo wouldn't be in on that commercial.
4: Oh, of course not.
1: I mean, that was that was good. I, I liked it just because it was the Duncan, and it was the Boston accent. But the the better Boston commercial was so good. The Sam Adams one. Did you see that? Last oh. night?
4: Or Did yeah. I miss mean every
1: commercial? Yeah. I feel I watched the game.
4: Yeah. I didn't see it last night. I remember it a couple of years ago.
1: Was it a couple of years ago
4: or last year? Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. It was on a list of best, best commercials this year.
4: I didn't see it last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not saying that it didn't run. I don't know. I, we I'm, all
0: watch the game. I may have missed it. And we it. have varying degrees of recollection of what was actually oh, on, well, on television. I, I mean, I
1: missed most of the commercials because of the kids running around screaming with yeah. swords and unplugging the Wi-Fi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so fun, though, right?
1: No. No, it's not. Not for the Not when you're actually trying to watch the game. If you're not paying attention to kids and kids are running around, it's the most annoying thing ever. And I love all the kids. Just no, not, no, in that, that's, not in that setting.
0: That part's not in question. But do, um, were you following on Twitter last night? Like, it was. Because you, you, it is kind of fun to have Twitter open during the Super Bowl. That's kind of when Twitter is at its best is big, big events like that, especially seemingly apolitical events though people find a reason to inject politics in it. But for the most part, it's kind of hard to do.
4: Um so Rihanna sang a lot of songs in her halftime show so I'm just going to run through them real quick just snippets. I'm alive
3: but like diamonds in the sky are you there waiting I'm right away Oh, right away When the sun shine yeah.
5: to get again Was she
3: actually singing? I don't know.
2: wonder.
4: Yeah, these clips sound like she was. Feel it coming in the air. Hear the scream from everywhere. I'm addicted
3: to the crew. It's a dangerous love affair.
4: you've had enough
1: <laughs> it was funny at one point it was about
4: five more songs
1: the dancers were uh sticking their tongues out and gyrating towards rihanna and my mom was like
4: what the hell is this yeah. and, and my mom loves rihanna
1: <laughs> but it was a little aggressive for the uh for the super bowl halftime
4: yeah the crutch it- grabbing caught, caught me a little off guard
1: yeah she had she had her hands uh cupped on a cheek at one point. Oh, yeah,
4: that too, yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, wow.
4: at least it was her own.
1: Yeah. No, you're allowed to, I guess. Well, I guess if you can't show skin,
0: and that's kind of what she's famous for, I mean, just kind of like just grabbing yourself all over the place is really the only thing you can do to be somewhat controversial.
1: But to Val's earlier point, when you have that much gear on, it just looks like you're on a ski trip and you have to pee. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean?
3: Dude, what, if sexy. she had
0: to pee, that would have been brutal. I mean, that that outfit looks like it takes a while to 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 I get mean, off.
1: I mean, but you know, also great absorption.
0: <laughs> Good point. Um, you know, I think it was Rory Wood that made this joke on Twitter last night that like she just had a baby and then she's pregnant again. And it's he and it's ASAP. ASAP Rockies kid. ASAP. He's like ASAP. He's like now I know I call him ASAP. <laughs> it's like <laughs> as soon as she could get pregnant again, he made sure it happened. Hey, you know, let's celebrate her. Their family, you know, it's a family sure. Super Bowl halftime.
1: By the way, great commercial. The E Trade baby commercial was Roy Wood Jr. and Pete Holmes voicing the babies.
4: Uh, was it really? I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't catch that. Roy at Wood junior's
1: having, he's having a year. He's having
0: a
3: great year.
4: Uh, forecast today, sunny, low 50s for the high. It's 32 at DVE.
0: He'll be uh, doing the White House Correspondence Dinner this year, too. So, good news for our buddy Roy Wood Jr. Uh, last night after the game, after the Chiefs won, they were interviewing Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and uh, this is Travis Kelsey on the field.
3: I'm about the-
2: I know, right I, here, I know you're I love this. Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were gonna take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. Yeah. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name.
0: Not what I mean, they were one point dogs. <laughs> a lot of people thought they were gonna win.
4: Yeah, what happened to Travis Kelsey? He got real annoying the last few mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah.
0: It's like the NFL is really battling with this, like, th- this obnoxious tight end disorder that seems to be going around <laughs> with Kittle and Kelsey and all the K-name tight ends. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean, have That's why I like Friar Muth. Friar is in the yeah. Heath Miller mo- oh, mode he's, of...
1: He's never going to say a thing. No. Can you imagine him screaming into the microphone? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine him screaming on the field, on the sidelines, anywhere. Forget a microphone.
0: Juju is a world champion. That's what it's all about. (laughs) I don't know why that makes people mad, but it seems to. It's kind of funny. Chiefs win last night, and uh, not without controversy. We'll talk to Gene Steratore tomorrow, his takes on officiating in the Super Bowl. You know, the plays they overturned and the one they didn't when they went to review, even that seemed inconsistent. Uh, and all of that being said, it's still you can't really blame it on the refs when you lose it uh, in this fashion.
1: No, I can't wait to talk to Gene tomorrow because he was working the game. He was on the radio with that, with did that, with that crew. And mm-hmm. I mean, there were some huge, huge calls in that game. Did you see what the average ticket was going for for this game?
4: Wasn't it like, like seven grand six, or something?
1: six grand or something? Isn't that that's just crazy? Nuts. Is that I mean, just, like, the, the, the most expensive ticket price rising up? Like, what was face value for a normal seat? Because it couldn't have been six grand for, like, the 500 section. No, but it's probably two. It's just, it's nuts.
0: Face value Super Bowl tickets for 2023. Um, well, it's... It said fifty five
1: hundred. It's just insane.
0: But apparently, the tickets went way down right before the game. So, if you wanted to go, you could probably get in for two thousand. <laughs> it's just
1: nuts. That all? You know, if you're so in Arizona, money. you got four grand. You're with your wife. <laughs>
0: you're with your wife. <laughs> uh, Andy Reid waddled his way to another championship. <laughs> And uh, Mike Pursuit will be coming in next. He's cheeseburger,
1: dude. He's just eating cheeseburgers every year now. Every other year. Yeah, he is.
0: He's like, whatever. Call me fat. I could care less. He (laughs) beat his former team in the Super Bowl. Had to feel good for Andy Reid. They're calling him a genius for the second half adjustments he made last night. The Chiefs scored on every single possession in the second half.
4: Who just said recently? Was it Peyton Manning that said, nobody makes halftime adjustments you go in you eat an yeah. orange of pee and you go back out although it yeah. was super long halftime last night so i mean
1: dude, rihanna's concert was so long patrick mahomes's ankle healed <laughs> 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 I
0: mean, it's unbelievable. it was pretty long mike pursuit has got your sports when we come back TV
6: sports i brought to you by bridgeville appliance little historical perspective applied to chiefs 38 Eagles, 35, and Super Bowl, 57. Kansas City now the 10th team with at least three Super Bowl championships. Uh, The others, uh, New England with six, Pittsburgh with six, San Francisco and Dallas with five, Green Bay and the New York Football Giants with four, and the uh, Vegas-slash-Oakland Raiders, Washington and Denver with three. Chiefs are also the uh, 13th team, uh, to go above five hundred uh, in Super Bowl appearances at three and two in the eleventh, to go above five hundred uh, among teams that have made more than one appearance, uh, Baltimore and Tampa both lead the all-time winning percentage at two and zero for a one thousand winning percentage. Green Bay and the Giants four and one, eight hundred winning percentage. Steelers at six and two, seven fifty. Frisco five and two, seven fourteen. Dallas five and three, six twenty five. The rate is three and two six hundred. Washington three and two six hundred, and New England six and five for a five forty five Super Bowl winning percentage. This is uh, annually the time when I remind everyone that uh, some stuff did happen before they started playing Super Bowls, and your all time uh, most championships in the NFL is still Green Bay with thirteen, Chicago with nine, and the New York Football Giants with eight.
0: Nobody counts. Them. Not even comparable. It's like saying the old Stanley Cups are the same as modern Stanley Cups.
6: Where do you start? Where does it become comparable? When there's Super more Bowl teams
0: era. than four, and you know, it's not about it. they put a salary cap in and you know level the playing field, et cetera.
6: So it's the Packers team that won the championship the year before they had a Super Bowl, and Green Bay won that. Does that count or? Does that-
0: do all those Montreal Canadiens uh, championships count when no French players could play
6: anywhere but in Quebec and there was six teams? Okay, well, there's more than six teams in the 50s and 60s. Eight. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of guys,
0: and the, and the, lot of guys in the Hall the, of Fame played then. Yeah, I know. But, it, dude, it, it, you, you cannot compare those things.
6: Oh, you can just, they do. There's—I got a book on my desk. It compares yeah. them. Well, continue to go ahead. As for uh, records, they merged leagues. It became a
0: completely different thing.
6: Records set uh, yesterday. Uh, this compiled by Brian Diardo of CBSSports.com. Jalen Hurts uh, three rushing touchdowns tied uh, Terrell Davis from Super Bowl 32. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 70 rushing yards. Uh, That's a Super Bowl record for a quarterback. It edges the 64, established by Steve McNair of the Titans in Super Bowl 34. Kadarius Toney uh, mentioned this already today. Longest punt return in Super Bowl history, 65 yards. Previous record had been Jordan Norwood, 61 yards for Denver in Super Bowl 50. Uh, Jalen Hurts also became the first player. In a Super Bowl or otherwise, just in NFL history, to have 300 passing yards, 70 rushing yards, and three touchdowns in a game, he was remarkable. He's really but good. It was this.
0: It was the second half was the story. The Chiefs' offense in the second half: four drives, three touchdowns, yeah. game-winning field goal. Mahomes is 13 of 14 with two touchdowns, no penalties, no sacks, no negative runs against the Eagles,
1: and a ridiculous scramble. When they really needed it, I thought he was going to get his legs snapped
6: in half. On. I'm like, what? He's running up the middle of the field. He's insane. Yeah. Malm's the first QB with three touchdown passes, zero turnovers, and zero sacks in a Super Bowl. Philadelphia's 35 points scored the most by a losing team in a Super Bowl. And uh, a couple Andy Reid notes for you. He becomes uh, the first coach. To defeat a team in the Super Bowl that he had coached in a Super Bowl. Oh. Reed in Philadelphia lost to New England 24 uh, 21 in Super Bowl 39. And Andy Reed becomes the third coach to defeat his former team in a Super Bowl. Weeby Eubank of the Jets beat the Colts in Super Bowl 3, and John Gruden of the Buccaneers beat the Raiders in Super Bowl 37. Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. He goes 21 of 27 for 182 yards passing. Three touchdowns, no picks. He also rushed six times for 44 yards. Jalen Hurts, boy, if not for that fumble, we'd be talking about this as maybe uh, one of the great Super Bowl performances ever. Is there no, I mean, don't you have pretty good reason to believe you can see him rematch next year? Yeah, I'm not sure what either team's, uh, free agency uh situation looks like when do they have to pay jalen hurts it's only in his second year so not yet and i don't know the eagles i believe they are picking 10th overall
1: are the because, 49ers going to have trade? a quarterback they probably have something to say about it
6: hurts goes um 15 carries for 70 yards and three touchdowns rushing. He also ran for a two-point conversion and 27-38 to 38 passing, 304 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, his one blemish, that uh, fumble that turned into a scoop and score for the Chiefs that made it 14-14. Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback, and it's it's amazing to think back to the start of the year. The Eagles were not sure of him. There were a lot of question marks in Philadelphia, but whether or not he was the guy. Oh, he's the guy. And they figured that much out. And, uh, yeah, I don't think either one of those teams are going anywhere, but I don't know. Rematch is pretty rare. Might be like the Penguinos and the Red Wings. Got to be the favorites going into it. Joe Burrow might have something to say about that. Sure. If San Francisco can find a quarterback, San Francisco Mm -hmm. might have something to say about that.
0: But, boy, the Steelers seem pretty far away from what was going on on that field last night, don't they?
1: Till Kenny Pickett makes that leap. Look at that. Kenny. I mean, we we, we got to have a real good draft this year. If we have the kind of draft that the Chiefs, Chiefs had, or,
6: you know, just get those on-field contributors, we got two first-round picks. Yeah, I don't think they're a million miles away. I don't think they're in uh, either one of those teams' class just yet, but uh, I think you can get there from where they are.
0: Patrick Mahomes, MVP of the season, MVP of the Super Bowl. He's walking right in the Hall of Fame.
1: Monster year. How about the pre-stamp motion and misdirection by those receivers? I mean, that looked like Matt Canada's wet dream last night. Because they actually executed it and just walked into the the end zone a couple of times.
6: The corners didn't cover it. I don't know what to say about that. It's... It's a you know, start motion one way and then reverse. Doesn't seem like you'd have to be uh Bill Walsh to come up with that.
0: Can you imagine watching that game though with Matt Candidate? and he's just like,
1: This is what I want <laughs> to <laughs> do. Everything. You know when they do That's the what I was trying to do! <laughs> you know when they twirl and spin when they come out of the huddle? Yeah. I, I wanna, wanna do that. that. <laughs> they run I wanna that. do
6: that. They run that, don't they? <laughs> what the Steelers? Uh, yeah. I think everybody runs that. I got a bunch of
1: morons out there. I <laughs> mean, the players have to make the plays.
6: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I got to go back to that false start. If if you were Philadelphia and you could take one play back, it would be the false start on third and one before the scoop and score fumble.
0: Yep. I mean, there's a couple things. They also burned a timeout that if they had it, went, you know, uh, Kansas City wouldn't have been able to kill the clock as much, and they would have had almost a minute to get back into field goal range. A lot of little things. As soon as he he took that time out, I was like, oh, yeah. that one
6: always comes well, back. Was to that again. a substitution yeah. thing, or they couldn't get a play third, in? Or? I think it was in the third quarter.
0: Yeah, early third, right? Yeah. Like as soon as he took it, and they were at that point, you know, still looking like they were going to win that game. I thought, you know, like oh boy, if it gets close, that'll butt you in the arse. And alas. There wasn't our spite. But,
1: I mean, like, the Chiefs weren't, were not not mistake-free. They had a challenge uh, not go their way, lost a timeout yeah. in the second half. People would point to that. They had offsides on the fourth and two that
6: basically mm-hmm. let the uh, the Eagles reset first and goal. Well, Sirianni was really in go-for-it mode, too, and it was working. Did they
0: convert every fourth down, like, four of them? I think at least Three. I mean, with it's that awesome team, stuff. why
1: wouldn't you go for it on fourth and short? That team is I've never a seen, nightmare to deal
0: with. Never seen anything like that. When they get in that like goal line bunch and they just Rugby push formation? forward <laughs> yeah. for two, three yards every time. Almost like they should just try to do that all the way down the field one time.
1: <laughs> oh, did you remember?
0: You can keep getting first downs, yeah, you know? You know? Yeah. Play some
6: ball control that
0: way, too. It would take a while. Oh, man. They owned the clock in the first half, too. My God, just a tale of two halves. That fumble. That fumble, that scoop and scores, that was it. You were right, Mike. As soon as it happened, you texted me. Really hard to win when they score a defensive touchdown. Yeah. And it is.
6: Especially when it's two and it was good teams that are comparable and there's not much yeah. else separating it. And then they all close. in
0: all, an awesome Super Bowl that had an anticlimactic ending yeah. thanks
6: to, the, uh, to that terrible
0: call. All right, quick break. We'll be right back. DVE.
2: Deep cut requests, sports news, and reloaded cuts from the morning show all sound better in the car. One person brings it to you weekday afternoons. Who is this driver? Chad Tyson on DVE.
0: Hi, Randy from the DVE Morning Show. Pittsburgh is known for heritage and traditions. Edgar Snyder and Associates is a heritage firm that has a tradition of trust and compassion. Their goal is to help people living in our community. They live here, work here, raise families here. They also give back. Edgar Snyder and Associates has helped nearly 100,000 people win. When you find Edgar, you find a personal injury firm that offers care and compassion in everything they do you don't pay a dime unless edgar snyder and associates win learn more find edgar today go to edgarsnyder.com that's edgarsnyder.com
5: bill every car dealer gets the same incentives and the same rebates from the factories are there really differences when buying a new chrysler jeep dodger ram
0: it's the dve morning show randy Bauman along with bill crawford Val porter mike persuta Did you guys start watching the pregame when they did the Walter Payton Award, Dak Prescott? We did. And Mm -hmm. DeMar Hamlin came out. Did you see all that?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, during the game, DeMar Hamlin once again was uh, featured. Now, this is after he was already shown on the field. They showed him up in the box, and he was, like, back in that, you know, like, covered up like he likes to put the hood up and everything. And the conspiracy theorists say, (laughs) once again, there is no DeMar Hamlin Uh. any longer and that the NFL is using a body double. They can't get the refereeing right. They can't
3: get Mm -hmm. the field right.
0: (laughs) You think they're going to execute having a body double for a guy
1: there's no way they would completely screw that up. They think Hamlin's dead. They think JFK Jr. is alive. I mean, it's these people.
0: There's just too many nutty people. Uh, but that was great to see him out there last night. And
1: I don't remember. Maybe it's just I haven't tuned in that early in a while. I don't remember all the Walter Payton um, nominees being on the field for that presentation.
0: Me neither. And I'm trying to figure out why was Dak Prescott the winner? He must do must tremendous a amount of work. Yeah, One would assume. One would assume. Uh, a lot of people making are...
1: jokes about him, by the way, saying that that's the closest he'll ever get to a Super Bowl. Being able to Possibly. walk around.
0: Hey, it ain't easy.
1: It's, it's somebody, somebody
0: easy. else's. Jalen Hurts had a monster year, and he lost the Super Bowl.
1: Had a great game, other than the thing. Well, like I
0: said before, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was about six inches away from being the MVP of the Super Bowl.
4: Was the pregame extra long yesterday? Because th- the game didn't start till like was six forty-five almost. I feel like uh, I looked I at when I, the game started. I'm like, oh my. Yeah, gosh, Stapleton's late.
1: national anthem was seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. It was really good, though. Man, I loved it. Loved it. I thought
0: that was very good. Um, it, and again, I think they just need to put the uh, halftime show outside. They need to tighten up that halftime. It was way too long. It always is. Would you feel and then it that probably way? Up the field too.
1: Would you feel that way if you spent six thousand dollars on a ticket and your team was playing in the Super Bowl?
0: Well. If if my favorite band, Val, was playing at the Super Bowl and the Steelers were there, I wouldn't care. I mean, I didn't even stay and watch Springsteen in I was, Tampa. I ran to the bar with Bill.
4: I was going to say, you guys went to a Super Bowl and didn't watch the halftime show. <laughs> yeah, but that no.
1: was also because of the play that happened right before it. I mean, I watched, I watched the Stones the year that uh, it was in Detroit.
0: Yeah, I watched that, too.
1: The big tongue stage. I mean, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
6: But I was just blown
1: out from that Harrison 99-yard yeah.
6: return for but, a touchdown. But if that's your team, aren't you still in the moment? Like, you're still thinking, okay, what's going to happen in the second yeah. half? What's our chances exactly. of winning? of course. What's happening? Like, you're not oh, okay, now let me shut off all the football and watch the Stones. Like, I get that you don't care no, if your team. No, not me personally. It. Yeah. I would think most people would be like that.
0: But wasn't who's the kicker for the uh, the Bengals last year stayed out to watch uh, like that tribute to hip hop thing that was going on?
1: Yeah, where there was um Fat Fifty Cent hanging upside down
4: <laughs> like a
1: bat. Oh, uh, I wish he would have come back just just for this year, just for that. Just <laughs> every like... <laughs> Super Bowl, he should hang upside down. Just go over to some uneven bars and he's hanging upside down in a beater.
0: That would have been the greatest. Uh, Guest that Rihanna could have brought out last <laughs> night is if he just <laughs> was hanging upside down from one of those stages.
6: I spent half time thinking that they really needed to get a stop after they kicked off in the third quarter. Yeah, and they did not. Must...
1: That did not happen.
6: No.
0: You know what would have been no. great, Bill, is if Rihanna wasn't really pregnant, but she came out and looked like she was pregnant. So the whole time I was like, "Oh my God, she's pregnant!" And then she gave birth to Fifty Cent, who was like <laughs> hanging upside down. <laughs>
5: upside down. <laughs> He's a breach. Oh, my God. Oh
1: He's crowning. He's crowning. <laughs> He's crowning.
0: <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. AFC wins another Super Bowl. And uh, that's it. Now what do we do? No more football. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Mock do? draft
1: season, kidding. baby.
0: What do we do? Let's go, Pens. We've been saying that for a while. Mike, you look perplexed. What do you do? I don't know. College basketball is happening.
6: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely taking today off. Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to give yourself one day, huh?
6: Yeah. And then, you know, back you on go. the horse. Go to DB,
0: dbe.com mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> check out the finalists in our How It Started, How It's Going contest. 10 Finalist chosen, vote for your favorite. The winner gets to go to a Penguins game, six seats at the Bet Rivers Casino uh, Lounge there. And then also front row tickets to see Donnie Iris and the Clarks. Uh, and a bunch of food before that uh, hockey game, by the way, from Back to the Future, that new place right on the corner out in front of PPG Paints Arena that everyone's raving about. Also, uh, a nice gift card to the Adult Mart on McKnight Road. That's the nice one. And uh, that's all from <laughs> us here at TVE. Uh, also, Polar Plunge coming up February 25th. We don't have enough people on the iHeart team. What? We need more people on the iHeart team. Go to PittsburghPlunge.org and join us. I know Tyson usually jumps. Bill's going to be down there with oh, yeah. the, the Crawford clan. So search iHeartRadio. Join our team. February 25th in support of Special Olympics. We'll be freezing for a reason, and you can too down at AccraShare Stadium. All the benefit Special Olympics of Pennsylvania. Thanks to Benzie for joining us earlier this morning. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Gene Sarator about the officiating in of the Super Bowl. You know... It's just that one call because the reviews aren't really the guys on the field. You know, Mm-hmm. it was just as far as that crew that was there. It was just that last call.
1: And it's ju- it's not that the call was egregious. It's just the context of when that call happened, because if that happened with time left in the third quarter, nobody's bitching mm-hmm. about that call.
0: And if they had been calling a tight game, which they had not been. And that's really what it all is about. It's just it wasn't in it wasn't consistent with what they had already sort of established as the parameters of play.
6: Yeah, I think that's well wow. said. I mean, I, that that has to be what they're shooting for. And that late in the game, you've not had a holding penalty all day. I guess you're just not going to have one. Oh wait, yes we are.
0: And then it just ended the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I don't even think people understood that they, it was over right there. Oh, I not. understood.
1: It's so, just, it's it sucks because it's like, it's a crap stain on the way out the door. You know, it's like, this has been an amazing game. Back and forth, trading scores, big time plays, all three phases. Yeah. Then
0: that. Did you guys like Greg Olson and uh, Burkhart, Kevin Burkhart?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought fine. they were
0: fine. They didn't try to be too cute. Olsen's pretty good.
1: Olsen was bitching about that call. Olsen sounded like he had the Eagles money line. He
0: was saying, I know Chiefs fans are not going to like this, but you just can't make that call there. There were so many people uh, who were bashing that call online last night. I mean, like NFL players who were just furious that they called that. Um, Do you think he'll
1: get in trouble for that, Olsen, for, for saying that on air?
0: No, I, I mean I think that's what that. he gets paid for. You know, yeah. I mean if Terry Bradshaw can go waddle over here, fat ass, let me talk to you after the
1: Chiefs win.
0: <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, Greg but that's Olsen's just bad taste.
1: The other one you're calling the officiating of the league that you're calling yeah. into question. I don't. I don't. Know. I
0: wouldn't doubt it if he gets a meeting. You know, over that, like, hey, here's how we want to address this stuff going forward. But it just made me think that if Tom Brady were calling that Super Bowl how annoying it would have been to have to watch the Super Bowl. And he'll be the top tier at Fox. I mean, he's the big money guy they're paying. So I was thinking about it, and a buddy said to me, Tom Brady's never going to call a game. Not happening. Hmm. And you know what? I think he's right. Do you think Tom Brady wants to, like, memorize the Vikings roster before a game on (laughs) Sunday? Study all their tendencies? Do all the homework? Tony Romo's not doing that stuff. Tom Brady sure as hell isn't going to do it.
1: What do you think think he's going to rethink that
0: 375? He's going to be like, eh, whatever. And I don't know if they let him sit on it or if that was being paid out or if he got like uh, a retainer that he got to, you know, sit on for a while and he's got to pay it back. But I would be surprised if he ends up ever doing it.
1: And I hope he doesn't.
6: Oh, I'm with you. I hope he does not.
1: Counterpoint. What the hell else is he going to do? But... (laughs) That is so beneath where he thinks he is, though, Bill. Like, that is adjacent to the game. He's going to take a year off and do what? I mean, unless he's go- was he was going to be at the TB12 gym, personal training people. I, mean, I just can't picture that guy staying away from the game. I don't think he has anything else going on.
0: I don't know. That's why I keep thinking he's going to have political aspirations. I just can't imagine he's going to be able to do anything that doesn't have real juice. You know, calling a look Sunday. A well, there is that, too. Well, he has the underpants model. Don't forget, Val. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. he'll find love there. <laughs>
3: uh, that's
0: it for us. Michelle's coming up next with the Electric Lunch at noon. Tomorrow on the show, also, Paul Verzi live in studio. Rehears. Joe Bartnick live in studio. We're going to have a blast tomorrow morning. TV. I'm
2: finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh,
1: all day, baby.
2: But now you guys call me Ronald.
1: Would you not eat my pants?
2: Ronald. Ah!
3: (laughs) Murray! Murray!
7: This is Chris Broussard. Here's what's trending from the iHeart Sports Network, presented by Universal Windows Direct. Patrick Mahomes is
6: a Super Bowl MVP for the second time in his career, leading the Chiefs to a dramatic win over the Eagles. Mahomes three touchdown passes, and he led the Chiefs to scores on every second half possession as they rallied from ten down at halftime. The final drive by Mahomes leads to the Harrison Butker game-winning field goal. The new college basketball coaches poll is due out soon. We'll see a bit. With five wins in a row, gets into the top 25 this week. I'm at McCoy. Call Universal Windows Direct now for
2: buy two, get two, and no interest for 36 months and get.